How are you? No one of consequence. I must get used to disappointment. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Kill the Cast. My name is Jerry, and as always, I am joined by the Silent Hill biker himself, Kenneth. Yay! Woohoo! Dave Z. Oh, yeah. Oh, the other guy who's here is Dave Z, or Zed, depending on where you're from. Hey! Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Yeah, welcome. So, yeah, we're interviewing Dave Z, but before we get to him, let's get to the most important thing. Hey, Kenneth, what'd you do this week? Um, let's see. I worked. Uh, I watched all the Harry Potter movies. Um, and I finally got into Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Hey, I heard you had a, you got a really cool present uh, last Sunday. Yeah, I did. For anybody that didn't see the live thing, uh, Jerry surprised me with the limited edition Nightbreed. <gasps> and, yeah, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. I, did I tell you how much I paid for that thing? No, you didn't. $50. Well, 55 Oof. shipped. Oh, you a blowjob, sir. <laughs> how could you not buy it at that price? That thing goes for like a minimum of like $75.80. Right. And uh, Dave, did you see our live feed? No, no he was I, at a party. Thank you. Damn. It was Sunday, right? It was Sunday? Yeah, and you were like, because you were like, why can't y'all come on like an hour earlier so I can watch it because I have to go to a party? Yeah, Sunday at uh, it was either two or three when the party started. I want to see it was three. two. Okay. Well, anyway, so Jerry's like showing all the stuff that we're that we're, you know we're gonna, we can give away for free, and I kind of you know I wanted Deathgasm, and since you've listened to the podcast, fucking you know, it, Jerry said it on there that I wanted Deathgasm, and he got it in his horror pack. And he's going through and he's pulling all the shit out. And the very last thing he pulls out is that damn Nightbreed limited edition that I have been fucking raving that I wanted the, since the day that it was fucking released. And I couldn't get it because it sold out so fast. And, uh, yeah, so he pulled that out very last thing, man. And if you should, you should have seen the look on my face, dude. I, mean, I was just like, I snatched it out of his hand. I was like, mine? <laughs> Wow. That, wait, wait, wait. If I'm understanding what you said, that came in a horror pack? No, no, no. Deathgasm no, came no, in no. a horror pack. And he knew, came in the he, knew he was I'm getting... losing it. Okay. Yeah, he knew he was getting that, even though I, I originally said I wasn't going to give it to him unless someone gave us an iTunes review telling me to give it to him. Um, I did that, by the way. I, 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 I think I did. I left an iTunes review, and I, I remember saying give him something. Yeah, I haven't checked um, since... I checked. I think I checked like the day before I I went down there. So I checked like two Wednesdays ago. See that Dave's got me. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I brought because you got like <laughs> how many? Because I, I gave you Deathgasm. I gave you Akira. I traded right. you Dracula, and I gave you Nightbreed. That's it. And right? I snatched. Yeah, and I snatched Ghost in a Shell. Oh yeah, and you and you stole Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. See, guys, I can't give y'all prizes because Kenneth steals all the shit. Hey, there's still some cool shit in that box. <laughs> and didn't I add some shit to that box? Uh, you added the Nightbreed DVD. Yeah, I put the Nightbreed DVD in there, and uh, and I hooked you up with a PS4 game, asshole. That's true. I got Alien Isolation. Yeah. Wow. Nice. So good. I- I'm wrong. I'm wrong, guys. I'm sorry. I I remember intending to do it when I signed up, but my fuck as usual. I because I forget everything. 
I still, you know, I still wrote the whole thing, five-star review, the whole nine, said all kinds of great stuff about the show, which is all true, but I forgot to say something about giving Kenneth the whatever it was. So Amen. It's all bad. good, man. The road to hell, man. The road to hell. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> yeah. So that's so I, I'm really uh, happy that you uh, like your Nightbreed, and I'm very excited oh, do, man. that you have jumped into Game of Thrones now tomorrow i've got to start sons of anarchy because that was the deal yes sir if, if kenneth started game of thrones i would start sons of anarchy wow it, nice I, I, it kind of evens out it kind of evens out because even though there's more episodes in sons of anarchy there's seven seasons of each show there you go and sons is a hundred times better well i can't say i never watched game of thrones so i won't be that asshole i won't say that but i i i, I find it hard to believe I, it, Dave, Game of Thrones is going to be better than Sons. I'll but, tell but. you what my dad told me. If you don't watch Game of Thrones, I will disown you. <laughs> no. All right. Well, I see, can't. the one-ups, already the one-ups that Game of Thrones has over Sons of Anarchy, even though I ride motorcycles and I love Sons, the, one, the one-ups that they got is, number one, you get full fucking nudity in Game of Thrones. Full nudity. Not a little shit. Not a couple of spots of Charlie Hunnam's ass. I mean, full-on, full-frontal nudity. All right? I, I literally, uh, in the episode that I just watched the Game of Thrones before we started this show, I watched a chick finger-bang another chick. Really? Completely naked. It was awesome. Are they hot? Are they hot girls? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're fucking hot. Um, and then the other cool thing, the violence, man. I mean, there was this big dude that completely cut a horse's head completely off. What? Godfather style? I mean, completely, dude. Took a a fucking, with a big ass goddamn sword, this big fucker, and his name is Mountain. Yeah, the Mountain. And he fucking, yeah, the Mountain, and he just sliced this fucking horse's head completely off. Wow. And that ain't nothing. I mean, it's brutal, dude. This show, I mean, it's great. I'll watch it, just not now. I can't. When when whenever I don't know what this says about me, people people might say he's a fucking a douchebag or a hipster. But for some reason, when everybody is up a show's ass, I can't watch it because I get so tired of hearing about it constantly that there's a part of me that just resists that show. So I think I will watch that show when it's no longer in syndication. But as long as everybody's blowing it, I can't watch it. I just unless I if, if I started with it night one. That'd be one story, but if it's like eight shows in or a one season in, and people will not shut the hell up about it, for some reason that it's a turn off to me. So that's why I haven't watched Game of Thrones. Well, the hype ain't as big as it used to be because now it's seven seasons deep. Like they're doing the seven, the final season right now. Which season no, seven? no, next season is the final season. Season eight will be the final season. season I thought eight's... you said it was seven. No season, no season seven and season eight are on. It should honestly be just one long season, but. They had to break it up. This season will have seven episodes, and the season eight will have six episodes, and that'll be the end. Well, either way, you're se- you're we're in the middle of season seven now, and it doesn't have near as much hype as it did at the beginning. Except the fact that episode one of season seven ha- is now on record as the most watched season premiere ever. It beat The Walking Dead. Yeah, but what I'm saying Suck is, it. and I'll give cre- I'll give credit to that. But what I'm saying is, is you don't like you don't see as many memes and shit for walk uh, for uh, Game of Thrones on damn. I uh, I would Facebook like anymore. to I don't. say that Game of Thrones fans are actually a little less douchey than everyone thinks they are, and a lot of times they do not share those memes 
out of respect for other people that are on their friends list who have not watched it. I do not share Game of Thrones memes because I have friends that are still in season one, season three, and I don't want to spoil anything for them. I appreciate that, man, because Walking Dead motherfuckers, they fuck shit up. They did the same thing with Sons, too, man. They fuck shit up. See, lucky for me, I didn't get any spoilers for anything. But then again, for two years, I just started, I just came back recently. But for like almost two years, I didn't look at Facebook, like the feed. So, you know what I mean? Only groups. So I couldn't (laughs) see the shit people were posting. So I got really, really lucky with that. Like I watched Sons. I had no idea about anything. I have no idea about Game of Thrones. Something else about Game of Thrones. I'm not really a period piece kind of guy. So crowns and shit is a turnoff. But, but, Sons of Anarchy was a turnoff, because I don't give a fuck, no offense, kind of, because I, but I don't give a fuck about, about uh, motorcycles and bikers, it's just not my lifestyle, so I was like, I don't want to watch that, uh, you know what I associated Sons of Anarchy with? Duck Dynasty, I figured it was the same type of shit, a bunch of people <laughs> that I have no interest in, I don't want to see it, so I was resistant, but then Alex taught me, you know, he eventually talked me into it. And then I watched it, and I was like, holy shit. This is, after The Sopranos, it's my, my favorite show of this type. So Yeah, see, the thing about the thing about Sons is it's like the motorcycles and shit, the physical motorcycles and stuff, that's all in the background. It's all right. about the drama of the fucking people and what's going on. If you, you could take the motorcycles out of it and just have, damn, just normal gang people, it'd be the same goddamn thing, and it'd still be a cool show if the motorcycles just make it a little bit cooler. If yeah. if you listen really closely, you can hear Alex jacking off to us talking about Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, check it out. I think I'm going to give it an, an I'm not going to do it because I'm on a, an ass like JP. I'm not going to say it. But I could honestly say that because I love every season of Sons of Anarchy, that I'm a bigger fan of Sons than Alex is. But I'm not going to do that. See, JP, that's the difference. I th- I think that Alex is a bigger fan of the show if, than me, you know, but he doesn't like half of season seven, and I don't have a problem with that half of season seven. I love all of it. So that's the one thing that me and Alex agree on. A lot of people do. I think it's more yeah. people missing two crucial. Oh, sorry, forget it. Yeah, as I was say, hold on a second. And yeah, also, you and Alex agree on something else, Kenneth. You both think I'm the greatest person in the world. So I mean, that's... <laughs> but me and I. Me and Alex agreed that season seven was kind of weak in comparison to the rest of the show. And I mean, you know, and that's me saying as much as I possibly can without spoiling nothing for Derek. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get off Sons of Anarchy because we're going to have Alex like passed out and chafing. Um, so, Dave, what have you been doing this week? I have been uh, well working and then coming home at night most of the time and watching a slasher movie. At least one, because, um, you know, we're preparing for our, our big top 50 slasher show in December for our two-year anniversary on Exploding Heads. So I am really hitting it hard now because we finished up the 86 show with 22 shots where we, we did we watched a bunch of, you know, horror movies from 1986 to make a top 10. And soon as I finished that, boom, I went into high gear with these slashers. So I'm watching, like, so many slashers. I want to watch at least by the time I'm done with it. At least 120 slashers. Right now, I'm at like, I'm closing in on 80 for the year. So, but I want to have a real, I want to have a real good list because I'm going, I'm making a top 50. So I don't want anyone to look and say, hey, you guys didn't watch everything. So I want to make sure I try to watch everything I have. So, 
I just been watching a shitload of slashers, basically. And for everyone who doesn't know, they are only talking uh, top fifty North American slashers. Yes, yeah, we're not doing. You're not going to see if uh, you know. The, the, check it out. The reason we had to do that was because we were having such a problem with proto slashers and giallos and what's what and what's not. And we noticed that all the protos and all, all the you know ones that are half giallo half regular came from other countries so we were having difficulties narrowing it down so one day i think brandon just said why don't we make it just north america region one why don't we just do that and that'll make things a lot easier so that's a week in retrospect i honestly don't think it's gonna affect it much because i mean like stage fright we reviewed it not too long ago that's 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 a fucking slasher that's not a giallo i don't care if it comes from italy that's a slasher and Maybe Cold Prey might have made someone's list because that's not, you know, that's from Belgium or wherever the hell it's from. But I don't think it's going to matter all that much because even the protos, they really are protos. Like, I don't think Psycho's a slasher. I don't think Peeping Tom is a slasher and, and other movies from the 70s. I don't consider them slashers because I'm watching so many, it's it's become more easy what, to decipher. What about you know? Black Christmas? Do you feel it's a proto or do you feel it's no. right there with Halloween as an official slasher? It's the it's it's the official first slasher. I I can admit that I'm not as big a fan of it as everybody else of that movie, but I can give the devil its due that uh, the formula that that became you know what slashers are known for was really started with Black Christmas. I can admit that that that's the first one. Fair enough. So let's hear it. Go on. Some, Hel- somebody discredit. No, I I I want to I want to debate it, and I I don't think Kenneth agrees. No, I said I said earlier when we were having our conversation. I still, you know, I, I I still think that Psycho, to me, was the beginning of that. That's just my opinion, you know. And uh, you know, you got other people out there that think that Halloween was the beginning, you know. And but I still stand on thinking that Psycho was. Right. I I'd like to say it was. To me, it's just a proto slash. I think Psycho two and three are slashers. I just don't think the original. Explain, explain, you know, and forgive my ignorance, but explain proto. What, what is this? Well, proto is basically short for like prototype. It, it's something that. <sighs> it it started <laughs> defining the rules, but it wasn't the first movie that had all the rules in place. But it started shaping the birth of it. It was it was the conception. It was the it was the movies fucking, and then they finally gave birth to the actual slasher. There you go. Uh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Elements of slasher are in Psycho. Elements of slasher are in some of the early films. But I don't think you could watch like Slumber Party Massacre, a random slasher from the 80s. Put it in and watch it. And then watch Psycho. And, and I don't think you're going to see that that's the same type of film. I'm not, I'm not saying that they all have to be mindless and they all have to be half-naked girls. Not, not every single – because Maniac is not. But, okay, so going you know, back to the conversation that we were having earlier, you know, uh, all right, so looking at John Carpenter's Halloween, do you consider that to be a proto, or do you consider that to be... Oh, no, that's a slasher for sure. Yeah, see, I, and that's well, uh, the analogy The analogy that I was going to use earlier when we were talking about that, but we we, we dipped off into, uh, into whatever, is I was going to say that, uh, you know, the that Halloween, between Halloween and Friday the 13th, you know, when we were talking about those two, I was going to say that Halloween was and I can't remember the exact terminology that I was going to use, but that Halloween would be like, you know, 
trying to start uh, like trying to start the car and then Friday the 13th would be that motherfucker screaming down the goddamn interstate I can dig it I can dig because, it uh, because and that's the reason why like I said I give Halloween I'm, I'm the exact same way with you when you said that you give other you know like what you said about Black Christmas giving, giving credit where credit's due I do the same thing about Halloween but Friday the 13th kicks the shit out of Halloween Wow. That's just what that's what I think. Fair enough. I think Friday the Thirteenth kicked everything into overdrive as far as slashers are concerned. That's I'll give it credit because that's the movie that that really started the slasher boom. Black I, Christmas came in seventy four, Halloween seventy eight, but Friday came and then all the movies. Then slasher mania started to run a wild. I know? I think Motley Crue kickstart my heart. If that counts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I can dig it. So. All right. Sorry, we hijacked the show like that, Jerry. That no, it's fine. I, 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 this will be a good prep work for people to go ahead and start arguing now for your top fifty show. Start fighting in the comments now, guys. It's already there for you. Um, yeah. Do. And as for me, uh, Jerry, your lovely host, who had to pay these two people to be here with me, um, <laughs> I, I watched a 1986 movie today. I watched uh, Terror Vision. And oh, I did not watch it. I, I think it's really fun. I thought it was a really fun movie because I watched, I got that Scream Factory double release of Terrorvision and Video Dead, and I like Terrorvision way more. I thought Video Dead was boring as shit. Because um, I watched Terrorvision today, um, the Video Dead, uh, Zodiac, and then Godzilla Destroy All Monsters. That was my relax because I don't have to do anything for this show. Uh, today, which is great. I had all my questions already done and everything was ready, so I just watched movies all day instead of having to do prep work. Nice. Which is always good. So, with that being said, we, the whole point of this show tonight is interviewing <laughs> Dave Z of Exploding Heads, The Skeleton Crew, um, ABCs of Hidden Horror, and Banana Laser. Uh, are there any other shows you fucking founded? Didn't you do a, another, a, a spinoff of the Skeleton Crew show also? The, the, <laughs> yes. We uh, did do Skeleton Bones. For skeleton Bones. Before. That's what it was. Skeleton Bones. Yeah. Yeah. Me and, and, and Michael J. and uh, Revolving Guests. Yeah. Yeah. It got, I think it got erased from existence, but it, I, it, it did I, happen. I think there's one or two still up on the Skeleton Crew feed. Because um, when I, I remember when I was going through... Which you started my going through every single Skeleton Crew episode. <laughs> there were a few nice. of those and a few of the unlistenable assholes um, in those. And I finally made it through. And that's Dave Z's fault. Dave Z started that entire thing. So it's I Dave, did. It's Dave Z's fault for making Skeleton Crew my favorite podcast. Because he started this entire thing. By saying, yeah, I'm oh, still... go back and listen to all of them. And I did. I'm, but, but at the time, at the time, I was like, when's this guy? Didn't Remember what I told you? I said, you should go chronologically back and forth until Banana Laser starts. Then you should go back and forth week to week between both shows because they played off each other so yeah. much with situation. But you didn't do that. You I, got hooked on the crew. I got hooked on the stop. crew. And it got <laughs> and it got really hard. I tried it a couple jumping back and forth, but it got really hard, like switching between. If I could have made a playlist that I could have just hit play and it just would have went through it would have been so much easier, but having to stop, 
go back to this page, go back, find that episode, play it, then go back to the other page, find that episode, play it. It just, it was, it was mildly annoying and I just couldn't do it. But now that I'm done with the skeleton crew, um, I can find Once I finish a couple audiobooks I want to run through, I'm going to pick another podcast to kind of go back. Um, I might end up finishing ABCs of Hidden Horror first because I ran through like five of those episodes. There you go. There's only so many. There's only so many. We only got up to, uh, I think, only L has been released so far. Yeah. There's not even that many. You know, we should, when Skeleton Crew retires, we should get all the Skeleton Crews and all the Banana Lasers and package them as one chronologically. And then, yeah, lock them up like Disney does with the vaults and then sell it as one thing. Yeah. Because then it's worth it's worth buying because like you said it wouldn't be a pain in the ass because the work would be done for you where as soon as one ended the next one would be chronologically whichever one it was like if there was two banana lasers in a row and then there was no crew and then a crew came back then you could just listen to them all in order That'd yeah sweet. and on top of that um um here soon I'll be starting my uh which it's already out there so people do know about it. I, I want to do a, a Skeleton Crew is ending show where I go and talk to a bunch of people who are fans of Skeleton Crew, kind of goes through the history of it. I have a thing on my computer that has just, like, tons of Skeleton Crew information from when, like, I just drilled Alex and was like, you have to give me the entire history. Like, <laughs> I, I'm a Skeleton Crew historian at this point. Dude, I wanted to do a show. I wanted me, all of us, to sit down and just do a show. You could host it, and you could go through the freaking different shows and the different times, and have have that as a history. Oh, that would be so cool. We could yeah. do it because I have a thing on my computer that breaks down each error of the skeleton crew. I'm down if everybody else. Is. I've 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 got shit set and and ready, and um, I've got people that I want to interview. Um, so one so soon when um because that's. Probably what I'm going to be focusing on in October, besides w- like whatever Kill the Cast does for October. Um, but our shows aren't going to go out crazy. Like 22 Shots are doing like like four franchise retrospectives in October. And I'm yeah. just like, fuck that noise. That's too much. Plus they're, doing, oh, plus they're on top of their YouTube stuff of doing a horror movie review on YouTube every single day. I'm like... Yeah, they're nuts. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, they can have fun with that. Yeah. So let's get into questioning Dave Z and finding out everything we need to know. And before we get into like the, his history of starting, first let's stay current and let's get a gear breakdown. Dave Z, what do you record with? What programs are you using? What equipment do you use? Let's get into that. What, what are you using over there? Well, I'm as basic as they come because um... so Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, yo, I don't record shit. I, 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 I don't even – well, I know how to record. When I did my solo class, I recorded it with something or other. But all I do is use my Mac here, and I use my uh, my blue snowball. That's it. That's, that's all I can tell you. I, I don't know anything about anything. Christian handles all that shit. I don't edit. I don't produce. I don't do any of that stuff. And, you know, I'm a very, I'm a very lucky individual because I've been – fortunate enough to work with great people and i've been fortunate enough to work with people that <laughs> did all the real hard work so, so so you're the you're the dan chase of that that's right dan chase i'm calling you out again quit making me do work for your damn show isn't Correct. it nice though dave isn't it nice oh because i mean too, my, 
My equipment consists of my iPhone and some headphones. <laughs> That's it. See? But I'll say this, though. I, I am chock full of ideas. I don't ever stop, Like especially with exploding heads. Granted, everything is very democratic. We, we If I put an idea out there and they don't bite, they don't like it, we don't do it. We discuss it amongst the three of us, what we're going to do, what we're not going to do. But I have so many ideas, and it's always keeping me busy that I think that if I was to be a producer or I, I had to go through all that nonsense, uh, it would just – I would stress out so much that I would just stop doing it, I think. Because I, I saw what happened with Matt. I, I see what happens with Alex. And I took lessons from that. I'm like, these guys are always stressed, not stressed out, but they always have like so much more to do than me that I don't want to do that because I think it would ruin the fun for me. So I, I, I guess what I lack in that, I make up for in different areas of creativity, at least a little bit, you know? And dick size. Wow. <laughs> that goes without saying. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So since we don't have a lot of program breakdown, gear breakdown, anything like that, how do you approach researching a movie? Do you, are you a note taker? Are you a watch it two times? What's your approach to watching a movie that you have to review f- for full reviews? We won't go round robin because I assume you probably just take minimal notes for round robin and you take. But when you're doing a full review, what do you, what, what's your take? What do you do? I am so bad, so bad because I have no memory whatsoever. I, like, uh, I'm sweating tomorrow night because I'm recording tonight. But tomorrow night I'm recording Exploding Heads. So that means because I'm recording this tonight with you guys, and I'm thankful to be here and I'm happy as hell about it, but because I'm doing this, we're recording two We're pardon me, we're reviewing two movies tomorrow night. I watched them both yesterday. I took full notes like I do for everything I do. I watched one of the movies twice. By the time we sit down and record tomorrow, I'm going to have to rely on those two guys to carry me because I'm already going to forget. So I have no memory. I am extreme freaking ADHD, have been my entire life. Don't take anything for it. I mean, I self-medicate myself because it helps me to stop thinking a little bit. But I mean, I I I don't have any prescription. I was never on Ritalin, although they wanted to put me on it when I was a kid. Thankfully, my mother refused because I would end up probably like a bigger drug addict than I already am or or was. And um, I don't do Adderall. I don't do any of that shit. But long story short, I have to take a shitload of notes and in most cases watch everything twice. So and I take the same amount of notes for a triple R as I do for a slasher, an 86 movie or a, a 2017 movie or a feature review. I just watch the movie and and I just. I take notes as I go. Sometimes I pause when I take notes. Other times I don't. But most of the time for a feature review for Exploding Heads, I'll watch it one time and I'll take notes. And then I'll watch it a second time without notes. So I do a lot to prepare for reviews, man. I'm I'm terrible. I mean, I guess I'm good because I'm dedicated, but my mind is, is mush. You know, it sucks. Yeah. And I feel you because a lot of times I have to watch... I really prefer if I can watch whatever I'm going to review that day before we record... Like, for Married with Children, I watch the episodes and take my notes and do my research the day we record because we record around my schedule. For Kill the Cast, I can't always do that because we always record on a Sunday. And if I work that Sunday, I can't watch the movie. So I, so, But I try to rewatch the movie, like, the night before or something so it is fresh in my mind because um, 
because for y'all, for your podcast, for Exploding Heads, it's very interesting. Y'all don't necessarily have a main host. A lot of people will actually attribute it to you, Dave. But if you listen to it, especially for me, because like I listen to shows and I pay way more attention to the host than anyone else, because I I, I am the host on my show. I've got to I like to see how people do it. Y'all don't have a, a main host. Y'all are like so equally co-host that I don't feel like anyone's the main. Like you typically start the show with like saying the first thing. But other than that, it seems y'all, all three, are just kind of always on the same page, always going forward. And it's never just one of you that's like, all right, we need to jump from this conversation and get into the next one. It kind of switches between whoever catches it. And, You're right, yeah. And I actually think that's impressive as shit because, Kenneth, do you, how would you feel if I just let like you and Jay equally host Kill the Cast, like lead the show? It'd be different. It 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 would diff. It it would just overall be different because I've said in numerous conversations that you are the leader, you know, and and it's one of those things where it would be different. It it would be odd, in fact, for me to kind of try to sit into the role of what you do to kind of slide into that seat for whatever reason I would need to because. Uh, I'm one of those people where it's like, okay, I need to take my position from the beginning if I'm doing something like what we do. So I have to take my position from the beginning, and my position is not the leader. My position is, you know, second at best. So it's like, okay, you know, to go into that position, it'd be it'd be much more difficult for me. And on top of that, I don't think I would enjoy it as much if I were the leader. Mm-hmm. And if everyone's curious, I make them do the doggy position. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, doggy style. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I prefer it that yeah. way. I don't call it doggy style. I say, I say, uh, a Snoop Dogg album, and they just, they just know what to do. Right. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, I don't like having a safe word. <laughs> yeah. I don't like being the leader in that. And that, 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 I'm, I'm not comfortable. Check it out. I've been in many lines of work. I've been in not many, but in the casino and in the food industry, I have been supervisor for. I would say I've been supervisor more than I've been employee in my, you know, 25 plus years in, in the work industry. I, most people love me as a supervisor because they always say, you know, like being with me, they don't have to worry about anything because I'm always one of the boys, even when I'm a supervisor. I'm not one of those person that get the title. I don't like telling people what to do. It's just my personality, mostly because I live by the golden rule. And I know I sound like a fuck a cheese ball, but I don't like treating anybody the way – I like treating people the way I like to be treated. I don't like people telling me what to do, so I don't like telling people what to do. If, That's just my personality, you know? If, uh, if it makes you feel better, you do not sound like a cheese ball. You sound like a meatball, but not a cheese ball. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Let's stop meatball. Right, yeah, I am a meatball. That's true. Yeah. But I, I can admit that. But do, I, seriously, I don't like telling people what to do. It isn't that I don't mind being a leader. I'm okay with that. I'd much rather be a leader than a follower, of course, by by all means, because I, I hate following. But it's like I, I'm not comfortable even with the title of host. So I'm glad that it comes off that way because I don't like – and I don't think I have that certain – there's something about me I don't have that I hear other hosts have when I listen. I'm like, you're a great host. You lead the conversation a certain way. You bring it in a certain way. I don't think I have that. I think I'm entertaining enough as a co-host and as a podcatcher, but I don't put myself on the pedestal that I, I put Matt 
and Alex and Moods. Certain guys I listen to have that. I don't think I have that. I don't know if it's just my voice or my personality or a combination of both, but I'm still happy with what I do. I just don't like telling anyone anyone what to do ever. So, you know, it's just me. I just don't like it. So I think there are times where I steer the ship on the show, where I do bring us out or I do certain things. But you're right, Jerry, and I'm glad you brought that up because no one has ever brought that up. But I specifically set out to have that type of, of flow on the show, and I'm glad, you know, you think yeah. it works, so well, I'm happy. I think it's just so – y'all do it so successfully that people don't notice. I do think if someone was asked, hey, who's the face of, of Exploding Hats? Who's the lead? They're going to say you, but I think it's because you're – your social pro, your social uh, promotion skills are the best of any podcast I've ever seen. You can promote like a motherfucker more than anyone I've ever seen. In fact, when I was talking to Dan this morning, we were talking about how we wish we were as good at promoting shit as you are. Wow, thanks. It's really tough because you don't want to overdo it. You don't want to start annoying people with your promotion. So you have to do it. It's a fine line. You have to do it where you're out there and where you present your stuff without being annoying. So it's, you know, I spent a lot of time thinking about it. So that's what I said about my creativity earlier. I think I have uh, creative juices that are constantly flowing because of my freaking fucked up brain where it never stops moving. So I'm always thinking of shit. So... Well, at least I'm good for that, so thank you. Yeah. Well, and when I figure out the secret to being a good host, I'll let you know. I'm going to eventually just kill Alex and take his brain and figure it out. You don't need Alex's brain. You're fine the way you are. You're good at what you do with Kill the Cast. I even told Alex that the other day. See, I didn't want to I didn't want to start blowing you right away, but I had this conversation, <laughs> you know? I just had this conversation with Alex like a week or two ago on the phone, and I said the same thing I just said to you. It's weird. Because we were talking about, it. I said I don't feel like I'm a host, host, and I said, I, and then I said, I go, even Jerry, who hasn't been doing it for so long, is better at. He has that. He he's a, a natural at it, that where I'm not. So there you go. You you, I'm I'm putting you in that category. You're a good host, Jerry. Yeah, I see. I think I, I agree. Jerry's a badass host, and and I think that people naturally, no no matter what it is, you naturally fall into things that you're going to be good at in that type of situation. Like for me, like I said earlier, being on the show and and you know doing Kill the Cast is a wonderful thing, and I'm good at what I do. But at the same time, it is not my place to fall into the leadership spot. It's not like I've never been a leader before in my life, and I've never you know, had those instances where, like you were saying, where you're a supervisor at a job or something like that. I've totally done those things and I was good at doing them, but this particular avenue I'm not good at because I'm more of an introverted person than Jerry is. So it's easier for me to come into a conversation or follow up with different things that people are saying than to bring up the, the front and steer the ship for the conversation. Jerry, on the other hand, he's fucking goddamn. It's just really easy for me to come. Right, exactly. You know, you just take it. And then, uh, you know, you guys on your show on Exploding Heads, I mean, y'all's conversation is so spot on with each other because y'all flow off of each other well that it seems like one cohesive, you know, unit versus one person leading more, you know, more like, you know, like one solid object versus a triangle. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and I got so lucky because that's what I envisioned it when I when I started it. And then. I just happened to get super lucky to have two guys that we had instant chemistry. 
you know so hats off to them yeah. you know i'm just i'm lucky it panned out and it worked out the way it did yeah. i just think that dave you're the more you know like jerry was saying you know from a social media standpoint you're you're the more popular one and i think a lot of that's got to do with you being on some of the more popular shows yeah you know what i'm saying because you, you've been on skeleton crew and and you know banana laser and all those so it's like you know you're you're the more popular one because you've been on the more popular shows you've got a you've got a nice good you know list of references for your badass podcast that you've been a part of yeah the, Z- yeah, the dave z fortunate. nation is huge yeah <laughs> the dave z nation bring them in right on yeah <laughs> hope they're listening I, listen i've just been very fortunate honestly i've been very fortunate uh, that I had great producers. I still do. Uh, I work with great producers, and I always had chemistry with with people that were just as good, if not better, than than I am. So I've I've just been very fortunate. That that's what I chalk it up as, you know. Yeah. And by the way, uh, I'm actually uh, I was forced to do this interview by the Dave Z Nation because they told me they would castrate me if I didn't. So Dave Z Nation, it's good. You can you can. You can get off my nuts. We got Dave here. We're interviewing him. You're going to find out all kind of things. Yeah, even the Dave Z Nation is okay. I got a few people in Canada, you know? Yeah, well, they they they, they actually apologized to me for the Dave Z Nation. <laughs> they like to do that, don't yeah. they? <laughs> so, so let's, okay, so let's get into the beginning of your history. Now, I know the beginning of your history because um, I've been over it. Um, so, let, but let's start from your point of view. How did you end up in the podcasting world? Okay, boy, I'll try to keep it short. Um, well, Alex Edwards and I from the Skeleton Crew have uh, been friends for a very long time. We used to be on his group called uh, Message Board back in the Message Board days, Crystal Lake After Dark. Uh, I used to be on the Fangoria Message Boards, but back when it was the real big thing, this is like 2002. 2003 and then one day i'm on the fangoria boards because i would go on there every day for like half an hour because at the time that's all there was facebook and shit wasn't around and i discovered all these other horror fans it was a great time the message board era so there i am on fangoria and a new thread gets started and it's from and it's a, and it's a guy named tommy jarvis and <laughs> it says hey guys i just started a friday the 13th message board if you'd like to join now that's Them's the magic words. Friday the Thirteenth. That that's my shit. Despite what JP says, you know that that's my franchise. So I saw that. I was like, okay, let's check it out. Sure enough, that guy Tommy Jarvis is actually Alex, and I uh, I joined the page and met him there, and you know we got to be friends and everything else. And then he started doing this thing, this podcasting thing. Before the podcasting, he was actually getting interviews with people and it's so funny because he would get interviews with people and we he would ask us what to ask these these people you know so we would write and he would do interviews he would record them and then you would actually see them in you know it wasn't recorded you couldn't listen to them you read it like reading an interview in rolling stone for example right so it was kind of cool so we would ask these people questions he would have like fucking reggie the reckless on there and different people from the franchise you know and he interviewed them and he would have the, the written the question and the answers so anyway he started doing that then he eventually started doing this podcast thing rabbit and red and at the time i didn't think much of it uh, not because I didn't listen to it. That's not a diss. I just didn't think much of the idea. I'm like, why do I want to listen to other people talk about horror? 
What are they going to tell me that I don't already know? That's just what I thought at first. I had no idea what it really was going to be about. So I didn't even listen. And then the message board thing kind of faded away and we didn't lose touch, but we were there wasn't as much message board a- action going on and Alex and I would still have a text or a phone call now and again for like a year or two. And then one day he texted me or I texted him, whatever it was. Um, and he said, listen, you got to listen to this show. You have to listen to this Friday the 13th stuff. You of all people got to listen to this. And I said, okay. I said, how do I do it? Maybe he told me to do it then because they were on iTunes finally and it was easier. I don't know what it was, but I remember I was sick one day. I had the day off of work because I stayed home sick. And I sat down and I listened to the Skeleton Crew Friday the 13th retro. And let me tell you, I was freaking five minutes into the first show. Friday the 13th, talking about the original movie. And hearing these three guys talk about this movie with passion and love and busting balls and joking about it and everything. And I was enthralled by it. It was like the first time I listened to fucking Dark Side of the Moon or something. That, that, that That's how moving it was for me. I was like, this is... I was blown away by it. And at the same time, I was thinking, I could do this too. I wish I could be in this conversation I also think I'd be good at it because all my life I've kind of been – when I was a little kid, I used to put on shows, magic shows. I used to want to be a comedian, a magician. I would do things at the talent shows. So I was always into showmanship. So I heard this, and I, I fell in love right away, and I said, this shit is awesome. And then I, I called Alex and said, listen, this stuff's amazing. And I listened to all the skeleton crews much like you did because at the time they were in, in like the 40s. So I had a lot of catching up to do, but I fell right in love with listening to it. And right then and there, I knew that I also wanted to do it. So that's what started me, Skeleton Crew. And then episode 50, you made your first appearance. Yeah. And it was so cool because, like I said, they were in the 40s when I started listening. So I was catching up. And they said, hey, uh, the Facebook thing was going. They had the group page. And like, call in. Episode 50 is calling up call up on our voicemail and leave us a message. So me, I said, yeah, I'm going to do that, you know? So I did, and it was funny because Alex, because all of them, they picked up. Instead of it being a voicemail message, it was like a Skype call, and I ended up somehow online with them as they were recording the show. So, and it was awesome, and I ended up bullshitting with them for half an hour or whatever, and I was like, man, it's great to talk to all you guys and everything else, and that was the first time I was heard on a podcast, yeah, and then I was even more, you know, like I said, I got to do a show. I, I I absolutely have got to get into this podcast world. So I'm just really lucky that I was friends with Alex and not friends with like some other guy that does like a random horror podcast. Because l- let's face it, and I, I could say this without, I'm not trying to brag. I'm not even saying it's me, but I've listened, I've, I've sampled over 200 horror podcasts and I can only really subscribe to like between 20 and 25 tops. Just a lot are not for me. So, what if I would have been a friend of some, you know, one some other guy that just had a random podcast that I wasn't into? You you would not be hearing me now. Luckily, I was lucky that I happened to be buddies with Alex, and it happened to be the Skeleton Crew. So, you know, thank them again. Yeah, and then you met a you started a podcast with someone else who also was a huge Skeleton Crew fan. The the infamous Matt Wazell. Yeah. Man. So so how did that come about? Who messaged who first? Who was like, you know what a good name for a podcast is? Banana Laser. 
<laughs> so I, obviously you did not listen to episode 50, Bananaversary. No, because like I said, I'm still going right. through Banana Laser. That, it, it's all there. That's a long-ass show and a great show, if I may say so, because it's so much fun. It's just, you know, anyway, that's a whole other topic. But, yeah, you know, here's the weird thing with Banana Laser. I... Matt was always active in the crew page. He was active uh, on the show itself, calling in with games and different things and voicemails and, you know, the whole Matt Wazell drop and all that other shit. He was very involved, and obviously he didn't have a podcast of his own, but I could tell by listening to him that this cat's creative. Not just with his ideas, but he has skill with production because he's sending in these games to the show. He's doing certain things, and I'm like, okay, he's a real passionate fan. He seems like a cool dude. Maybe this is the guy I can do a podcast with. He he likes the skeleton crew, so he has good taste. He has the same sense of humor that I have, you know. So let me see. So I, I sent him a message. I'm like, hey, you know, um, I'm interested. I'm trying to start a podcast. Would you think about doing it with me? And honestly, he was not. He it wasn't that he wasn't interested. It's that he said at the time, I I, I work too many hours. I don't have the time to do this, unfortunately. But thanks for thinking of me. Maybe someday down the road, if I have, you know, if time opens up for me and I, I could think about it, maybe we could do something. So thanks, but no thanks. I'm like, okay, that's cool. So then I went on to do another show. I was desperate to do a show with anybody because I couldn't wait to do it. And this guy started a show, a guy named Frederick. He said he made a post in one of these groups and said, hey, I'm uh, I'm starting a a podcast, I'm looking for a co-host. So here's me, exciting as can be. Yes, here's my shot, you know. So I messaged this guy, Frederick, and talked to him a little bit, and he started a show called Dirty Bay Horror. And we did a show, just me and him, and um, it was okay, but he is more of a – I say this a lot. I, I, I never said it on air, but I say this to myself a lot, I guess. There's two different type of, of shows. There's – there's AM, there's morning radio shows, and there's, what's the word I'm looking for? There's the, um, what's that shit called? The, like shock radio? Like how no, 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 no. Shit? no. The opposite. Uh, the late night, what, what do they, oh, shit. Talk show hosts? Like the late night, like Jimmy Fallon shit? Not that. I'm thinking of a radio show, like The Quiet Storm. There you go. Okay. There's morning radio, and there's The Quiet Storm. Two different times... Of day, two different type of show. Morning radio is a little more energetic, uh, party atmosphere. Hey, let's get up and go. Eh, eh, enthusiasm. Where the you know, where the other thing. See, I already forgot. Where what's the word I said about quiet night storm? Show? Okay, well the quiet storm is like, you know, hello everybody, welcome to the quiet storm tonight. We're gonna fill your ears. With some <laughs> okay, there's two different type of show. You're talking about them cats that play jazz on fucking <laughs> it's two o'clock in the morning and shit. Yeah, dude, exactly. That the nighttime <laughs> shit. And the guys that are like, if you listen to like a rap station or like an R and B, after like ten o'clock, like eight to ten will be hip hop. Then at ten o'clock they'll go into the quiet storm and they'll play R and B and slower shit. That's there's a difference. I, I, I dig the morning show atmosphere, and only so many shows have it. A lot of podcasts have very serious analytical discussions which is fine because we we analyze stuff on, on exploding heads too you guys do it here but you do it in, in a certain way so let me just say that frederick was more of a quiet storm type of guy and i'm more of a morning radio type of guy so 
it didn't mesh well. So I said, hey, Frederick, maybe we should get an, another host for show two just to try it out. He's like, okay. So who do I call? Matt Wiesel. I sent him a message. I'm like, hey, Matt, why don't you come out? We're going to talk about Cabin in the Woods on the show. You don't have to do anything. Just watch the movie show up and bullshit with us. And he's like, okay, I'll do that. So sure enough, he comes on, and Matt and I had instant chemistry. And that show ended. Long story short, it didn't take much longer for me to persuade Matt to uh, to do a show. And then one day he said, yeah, I've been thinking about doing this, and I already have a website. It's called Banana Laser. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I mean, it's your idea. You're going to do the production. If you want to call Banana Laser, I'm not going to argue. So that's it. That's how Banana Laser was born. And needless to say, I didn't do any more shows with Frederick. And uh, Dirty Bay, I think they did maybe two or, two or three more shows, and that was the end of that. Yeah, I was just about to ask what happened to Frederick. <laughs> no, he, it's gone. No, you can you can find it. I think Dirty Bay Horror. You can look it up, and if you if you want to be a you know a purist, if you want to go back and listen to <laughs> Dave Z's first show and the first time Dave and Matt were on a show together, it's there for historical reference. If anybody in the world gives a shit. Uh, every once in a while, I like the quiet storm, you know. I used to have this job where I got off work at 2 o'clock in the morning and then had to drive through, you know, country, like fucking 40 miles to my house through the country in the dark in the middle of the night. So, you know, I'd fucking, what I would do is in the parking lot at work, I'd roll up a fucking blunt and then smoke it in the dark on the way home, listening to whatever fucking jazz or whatever it was, classical music, whatever it was it was playing in the middle of the night, get high shit on the way home. It was great. It is great. But you get what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, there's a quiet storm type approach and there is a morning radio type approach. And this show has a morning radio approach, too. It's just more there's more enthusiasm with it. And I'm not knocking other shows that have a quiet storm feel. It's just there's a time and a place for it. Yes. If I'm blazing a blunt and it's 2 a.m. and I'm cruising, I want to listen to some jazz. Hell, yeah, I, I completely am down with that. But it's just when it comes to the podcast world, I just, you know. I like it morning radio style. I don't know. How would you feel? I'm just curious about this because I came up with a good analogy the other day for Watson's show. Have you listened to Horror Corridor, Dave? I love Horror Corridor. Never missed a a minute. Would you you consider that to be a Quiet Storm show? Well, he's kind of in between. Watson's kind of his own animal, honestly. I I said that he's the National Geographic of the the podcasting. That's the that's what I consider. I love listening to his show, but I I, I that's how I, I described it, to Jerry, when I was talking about talking about it the other day. That's what it's like because I love watching National Geographic, and when I listen to Watson, it's like listening to a documentary about horror movies. It's fucking awesome. I love it, and uh, you know, so I mean, it's like I could imagine Watson's show being on like the BBC or something. <laughs> I could too, and he's great at what he does. He's he's a rare bird. He really is. He's in the middle of morning radio and freaking in quiet storm. It, that's he's very rare because I've listened to other shows like that that are solo shows, and the guy analyzes a movie. Like I'm listening to one right now, and he's talking about Creep Show, and it's just he'll play a scene, and then he'll talk a little bit about it, and it's fine, but it's more quiet storm where Watson has more. Watson has an entertainment value to him that a lot of Quiet Storm guys don't. So that's why I think he's in the middle. He, he has a certain, you know, a certain thing. I can't put my finger on it, but yeah, I love Horror Corridor. So I, 
Yeah, you know, I, Watson's my homie too. So I'm trying to think of someone who would be that that quiet storm. What about the horror cast? Well, the horror cast, and I love that show too. I don't think they're quiet storm. I don't necessarily. They're not morning radio. They're another one. They they're closer to morning radio because there's still there's still enthusiasm there. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's hard to say. Hmm. But it, it, listen, if horror cast was if horror cast was was quiet storm, I wouldn't listen. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't listen to the quiet storm show. So I don't know. Okay, I was just scared because I've listened to four or five of their shows, and I tend to. Um... Because I feel like a lot of times you've got the two of the biggest differences you have in podcasts are a lot of it comes down to how much comedy is in there. And you have people that are really good at on the fly comedy, like Brandon with his puns. Right. Um, and, and that's kind of where I separate people is how much comedy is in there, how serious the show is compared to how laid back it is. And the horror cast to me comes off as a bit more serious and a bit more professional than, um, like, exploding heads. Yes, in certain ways, because they don't cuss, and because they, they because every time uh, uh, Vin is there, he always brings the analytical point of view, which is great. See, I think it's it's kind of a mix, where Mark Nato's kind of in the middle, where uh, between being analytical and being fanboyish, and, and I mean that in a good way, and uh, when Walshie's there, he brings that enthusiasm, that's that that fanboy type it's enthusiasm mark's in the middle vin's you know vin's where he is and um and susan when she's there is she's youtube host so she has that personality going but they're kind of a they're a mixture of different personalities so it's hard to classify them but i think mark nato's delivery when he speaks isn't enthusiastic the way like a wall she is or the way i am but i don't think that he's morning radio either you know, if anything, maybe Vin is, but not even that much. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Horror cast, again, they're, they're kind of, they're different. And it depends on which episode you listen to, Jerry, because uh, do you listen when Walshie's there or no? Um, I know I, been, I have I have listened to one where he is on there. Okay. Um. So, okay, well, let's get in. Okay, so you're doing Banana Laser, and at one point we start, going into a crossover of you and of banana laser and the skeleton crew. And there's also a, a joining, a melting of host. Alex starts coming on to banana laser and you start going on to the skeleton crew. Now I am correct that Alex joined banana laser before you joined the skeleton crew. Correct. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. So, cause uh, he joined what at y'all's like one year anniversary. Yes, exactly. and then after that, it all went downhill. Uh, yeah, they say we jumped the shark that year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I don't know, but okay. From from your point of view, <laughs> how, how do you do? You feel like having that third because y'all were a two person show. Now, kill the cast. Depending on what show you listen to, can be a two person show or a three person show. And I don't think it hurts or helps. Either way, because I think Kenneth and I, since we've been such close friends, we've lived together. Uh, we, I even got Alex to admit that a two-person show can work with Kill the Cast because he was like, no, no, no. The only show that's ever been able to do it is Banana Laser. No one else could do it. And even them, they had to have, they, they eventually got a third person. Third person is, is the secret sauce. 
Banana Laser is the only person that was able to do it. And I, But then Alex has to come back to me after the Psycho 3 show and go, okay, you know what? You and Kenneth have it. Y'all can That's do a two-person show. Alex. Yeah. And we did a better <laughs> Psycho 3 show than Skeleton Crew did. Alex even admitted it. So mm-hmm. suck it. Uh, uh, but how do you feel it went from having a two-person show to a three-person show? Do you think it got better? Do you think it hurt? How, like, how do you feel? I can tell you what. I had a great time doing both. Like, the Halloween retro and... That was just Matt and I when we did the Halloween retro, and uh, what a fu- what a fantastic time we had! So much, so many good times, just as the two of us. But when Alex came on in guest appearances, we had even more fun. So that's when we decided, after a certain amount of time, you know what? If we ever ever going to have a third, he's going to be the guy. And then we said, well, let's not do, it. let's not entertain the idea yet, and then. After a year came, we said, "Okay, let's 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 see if we can get Alex to come in and, and have a third. But the, having all three of us was incredible because it kind of took things to a different level. And then we also got together in real life, and, and that's documented on YouTube for our trip we had. And it's it's really hard to say. I I would say that, and I know it's kind of a uh, you know." The answer I'm giving is, it's, I really like them all equally. Okay. You know? No, that's fair. I Because I'm the same way with Killed Cast. I like our three-person shows, and I like our two-person shows. It doesn't really matter to me as long as I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> but for the listener. But for the listener. Yeah, for the listeners, shows... all that matters is that I'm on it. Oh, okay. All right, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> well, I agree. I agree. Because if you weren't on here, because I've listened to the two-man shows, and they're great, and you two can pull it off. You know what I'm saying? But not every show can do that. You have to have the. I'll tell you what. As great as I, as much chemistry as I have with Christian and Brandon, I don't think exploding heads works if somebody quits and someone else jumps in. I don't think it's the same. You know, we would probably still have some fun if somebody left and I and Matt came in or Alex or anybody, but it would not be the same. I don't know if it works if you remove somebody from the equation. Wait, but wait. some people you can yeah. you can hear Christian right now going, "God damn it!" That means we have to keep Brandon. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Sorry, buddy. Sorry, yeah. but it, it's got to be a three. It's got to be a three man riot. Well, I shouldn't say that. Three man riot was uh, that's the nickname for a banana laser that we coined ourselves. Either way. Moods and JP, when they were doing their show, just the two of them, yeah. those were great shows. They got worse when they added Jeremy back. <laughs> <laughs> I just, <laughs> I Dave, I just posted that 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 disc to him, and I said their best show was the one with Jeremy's not on it, with with exploding heads on it. That's their best show. <laughs> the show is about Dave, Jerry. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and stop you before you okay, get started. So, right, this right. about name. <laughs> and, and so, so we keep going on, and then you also end up. Uh, Dan ends up leaving the skeleton crew, and you end up joining. So let's get into that. How did that come come about? Well, honestly, that's that's all stuff that took place like behind the scenes. With, well, yeah, with you don't text. have to get into the, to the, to the dirty no, no, side no. of it. Nothing dirty. No, of course not. No, I never would. No, I'm just saying that 
All I was talking about you having. Box. I was talking about you having to blow Alex to get on there. <laughs> Shit, he blew me to get on there. Who are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, behind the scenes, Alex was disgruntled for for more than one reason, you know, and that's one of the reasons. And we talk about this on on our, our show Fifty Banana Laser. I think we talk about it there. That's one of the reasons we brought him on to Skeleton. Pardon me, onto Banana Laser because he was a little bit disgruntled at the time with certain things going on behind the scenes with Skeleton Crew. And I wanted to ignite the fire again. I wanted to keep him, you know, enthusiastic and enjoying Skeleton Crew because Skeleton Crew because he was talking about throwing the towel. And I was like, no, no, no. I said, listen, we got to get you up again. We're going to show you that this is fun again. This is just a bump in the road, whatever. Let's put you on Banana Laser. You know what? And sure enough, he came on, and it was great, and he enjoyed the hell out of him. He enjoyed the hell out of having him there. It was great. And then Skeleton Crew, you know, they still had some issues, but I think it helped him out a little bit, his psyche. I think he was, you know, in a better state of mind since joining Banana Laser. Then some other stuff went down, and at the time, you know, when when Dan was leaving – Obviously, there's a hole to fill. And I remember at the time we were all talking about what what, what should we do? And no, crew can't end. You guys got to go to at least 100. You know, come on. So we were trying to figure it out. So we're always texting behind the scenes. And we're talking me, Alex, Matt, uh, Jamie, Jason Lloyd, all of us talking. You know, and I think initially, you know, Alex probably won't remember it this way. But I know this is what happened. We talked about it. I was like, why don't you and Jamie stay on? Kind of like what happened with, with – uh, with 22 shots when they were having guest hosts, it was just the two of them and they were having guest hosts for a little bit. I was like, why don't you just keep it the two of you and have Matt and I and other people maybe come on there as the third host when you want us there. And Matt was a little bit too busy at the time. And I think he was kind of pushing for it to be me. So it just kind of happened naturally. Like I was on a couple of shows and it wasn't anything official. Like we were, we were recording some shows not even 100% sure if and when they were going to come out because there was bickering behind the scenes still, and Dan didn't know if he was going or staying at the time. So it was I was kind of the backup guy where Alex would say, hey, um, we don't know what's going to happen and how it's going to work out, so could you watch these movies just in case because we don't know how things are going to happen here. I was like, okay, I'll watch the movies, and if you call me to come on, I'll come on, and if not, then not. I, I'm going to watch them anyway because – you know I really like a podcast when I'm willing to watch a movie for it, just to listen to the show. Because I do tend to – matter of fact, I did it with Puppet Master the other day for your show, for this show. So I'll do that. So I watched the movies, and then Alex would say, okay, jump on or no. So that's what we did. It just kind of happened where I jumped on a couple shows, and, of course, we had good chemistry and everything was cool. So it just it just kind of happened, and then nothing became official till till show 100. So that's just the way it was. It just it – just, it kind of happened naturally, and I, I happened to have the available time, and, and there I was. Yeah, so so then come full circle to 2015, we we get the, the you starting a new show. You, you, you have so many ideas. Alex is burning out again. Uh, Banana Laser is, is, uh, is over again. Well, oh, that was our first, that was y'all's first time ending, right? Because y'all came back. Yeah. Three times now. One time was the last time was just to do commentary tracks, which are fantastic, Correct. by the way. I have a flash drive just filled with banana laser commentaries because I, <laughs> awesome. I I fucking love them. Um, so Alex is getting burned out. Two thousand fifteen. Banana laser's over. You've got all yep. these ideas 
all the these dicks and no holes. So, <laughs> so that's what hell's gonna be like. Let's so <laughs> totally. Well, well, at least at least we know a couple of people in the podcasting world that are gonna be very happy. <laughs> and according to the last episode of Twenty Two Shots, it's gonna be Brandon. <laughs> nice. Um. So okay. So let's get into that. So what happened with the crew that was just where you started to where it was time for you to start your own show this time. It's like you said, I had a, I had a lot of ideas and I had been, see to me, skeleton crew, you know, like I said, I came up on it. So it was always my idea of a, of a perfect show because I enjoyed the hell out of it. And because of the community and everything else. And then I started listening to other shows and nobody would do it. No other shows would do it for me. And then, then I discovered 22 Shots. And I started listening to those guys. And these guys watched so many things. And they were so knowledgeable about the genre. It was a different type of show than Skeleton Crew. And I'm not saying those guys aren't knowledgeable. Because they are. But... Well, Jamie, you listen is. to twenty. Alex is dumb as shit. <laughs> well, he may be dumb as shit, but he's still knowledgeable. You know, there's a difference between wisdom and, and knowledge, right? So <laughs> he he has his shit. He knows his stuff. He's very the stuff that Alex knows. He really knows. Like he knows the Universal. He knows the Friday series. He knows everything, and he does know other horror. But I was like, there was a certain show. I'll take it back to Banana Laser. There was a certain show, certain show where. I was. I told these guys, "Hey, let's watch all these Halloween movies. Not Halloween the franchise, but let's watch all these Halloween movies. Any movie that it's a horror movie that has to do with Halloween. Let's try to watch them all and do something different on our Halloween episodes these years because everyone always does the same movies, you know. So I said, I'm going to look up all these Halloween movies and see any any horror movie that took place on Halloween or it's a Halloween movie that." people may not know of let's watch as many as we can and we'll talk about them on this show i'm like okay go we'll do what we can do this is matt and alex you know now they're busy people you know and i watched all these fucking movies i watched like 30 movies you know and and, and at the same time i'm sending these movies to these guys too i'm burning them i'm sending them i'm sending them links i'm doing all this stuff and it turns out they maybe watched like three or four of them (laughs) <laughs> and that's fine. I'm not complaining. That's just the way it worked out where I I had the idea to do different type of shows that required movies that people weren't as familiar with as franchise movies and, and, and you know, Hollywood movies and shit like that. More of that where I can bring something new. So I watched all these movies and they didn't really watch many. And that was like the first sign for me that I was doing something different than they were. And that's not a negative. I just... Happened to fill all my free time with movies, you know, and Matt didn't have a lot of free time. He worked a lot, still does, you know, and Alex has other interests too besides horror. For me, 90-something percent of what I watch is horror, you know, so I could do all that. So it got to the point that 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 show was like the catalyst for me saying I have ideas that these guys can't keep up with. And then listening to 22 Shots, those are the same type type of guys. They watch a shitload. Now I can't just jump on 22 shots and become a member. What am I going to do? Well, I have all these ideas, and I'm always throwing them at Alex, and most of the time it's just too much because there was also a lot going on again. 
also disgruntled a little bit because Michael J came in and there was some drama there and then he exited. So he didn't have the best outlook. And here's me with all these ideas saying, hey, let's do a clown show. Let's do a movie where let's do a show where we watch three or four clown movies and do a show about it. Or let's do this. Let's do that. And they just didn't want, you know, Alex in particular just didn't want to watch a whole bunch of movies. You know what I mean? It just it just wasn't the time. So I had all these ideas. And at one point he even said, dude, you have so many ideas. You should just start your own thing and freaking do that because you, you have so many. He wasn't being an asshole. He was just I was talking. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I should. And then I started coming up with different ideas for different shows, and that was it. Banana Laser was ending. Skeleton Crew was supposed to be ending. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to start my own thing. It's going to be a combination of 22 shots and Skeleton Crew, my two favorite shows. And that was my concept from the beginning, and there you have it. Then I just had to find the right people. You know? so, so let's get into that. Where the hell did you find Christian and Brandon? Okay, well, Brandon was easy. Brandon was is the Matt Wazell of 22 Shots. Okay. What Matt Wazell was to Skeleton Crew is what Matt, it was what Brandon was to 22 Shots. He was calling in, doing voicemails. He was watching a shitload of movies, and I know that because he posted that he watched 80-something movies from 2014. I'm like, okay, this guy watches a shitload of movies. He does contests. He was doing giveaways on the 22 Shots page. So he was much like what Wazell was to... That show, to, to Skeleton Crew. So I'm like, okay, this guy's creative and he'll watch a bunch of movies. Boom. Good start. Can he talk on a mic? I have no idea, but I like this guy. So I had him in the back of my head. Now, Christian, I was, uh, of course, I'm a Friday the 13th fanboy. He had his podcast, has his podcast. Thank God it's Friday the 13th. So I started listening to that show a few months before I had my idea to do my show. And I'm listening to this guy. And not only is he funny, but he also is the producer and editor. And, of course, I need a producer and editor. I'm not going to do that shit. So I have to find someone that can do that. So now what made me decide on Christian, besides his personality, because I knew I had to have personality, obviously. But he had personality. He made me laugh. They made me laugh. What really nailed it for me was the presence of mind that he has to edit his show, where – I don't know if everyone listening is familiar with Thank God It's Friday the 13th, and if not, you should be. But, And this is not a knock on any other commentary shows. There are a ton of commentary shows. A lot of podcasts do it. You know, They, they don't even have to be a commentary podcast. Like Kill the Cast might do one one of these days where they just do – they just talk over a movie, and then they release the audio file. And they say, okay, start this movie in 3, 2, 1, Never Elm Street 2, and then you guys riff on it. You know what I mean? A lot of people do it. And a lot of podcasters do it. Now, what I liked about, what I learned from Matt and Alex was how important editing is and taking out the dead air and taking out the jokes that don't go anywhere and the conversations that don't go anywhere. So that happens. And what I noticed is that Friday the 13th, for example, it's a 90-minute movie, okay? Now, you put in, thank God it's Friday the 13th, and listen, listen to um, you know Christian and Vince do their show, it's not a 90-minute episode. It's a 70-minute episode. So they had the presence – so Christian, who's doing the editing, had the presence of mind to not have the listener sit there and listen to 90 straight minutes of sometimes no joke, sometimes dead air. You know what I mean? He edited a commentary, which nobody does. 
So between his personality and his presence of mind to edit a commentary, that's what made it official for me. And that's when I reached out to him, and that's when I reached out to to Brandon and got very, very lucky. Yeah, and and the first uh, uh, Thank God It's Friday episode I ever listened to. Now, I did not know they were a commentary show because they don't put themselves out as a commentary show. You don't realize it, you know? And so the first one I listened to was Sleepaway Camp. And I, I started, I'm like, man, they are jumping scenes. I thought this was, like, as soon as I begin this, they kind of made me realize it's a commentary. Now they're just jumping scenes. And then I look and see how long the episode is, and it's like 50 minutes. And I'm like, oh, they're editing out all the all the nothing. And so it's it's a great way to listen to a commentary track because you're only hitting the important stuff. It's like it's like a best of for a comedy track, commentary right. track. And it's fantastic, and I had never heard anyone done that because I've listened to some times where I've tried to listen to it, and I just it doesn't work unless I have the movie playing. Right. And sometimes it does. It depends on the host. But I, I, Christian found a complete way around that where he just, well, here's the best of what we did. Yeah, smart. Smart yeah. with the audience in mind. You know what I mean? A lot of people just hit record and do minimal editing or no editing at all and put out their podcast. And yeah. that's fine. It's a hobby. It's for fun. That's what that's, Kill the Cast does. That's, what's that? That's what Kill the Cast does? Yeah, that's what we do. We, we oh, okay. like, our, but ours is always meant to have been a raw conversation. It was never meant to have tons of editing. I've always meant it to be a raw conversation that you feel like you're just in. And there's no editing when you're sitting there with your friends having that conversation. Which is great. The only thing you're going to edit is if I say, hey, guys, i got to stop for a minute to go take a shit. You're not going to keep that in there, right? Well, now I'm going to keep it in there. No, well, I don't really have to take a shit, so fuck you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but but see, you get what I'm saying, though, right? Jerry, as, yeah. as, as a person who edits, well, kind of, but you know, you understand the behind the scenes and how I listened to that show and said, hey, you know what? And I learned that from Matt and Alex. They're the ones that stressed the importance of, of editing, and I never thought about it. You know what I mean? But I learned from them. So I learned how to produce through them without actually having to do any producing myself. So... I got lucky. Okay, so who came up with the name Exploding Heads? I believe it was Christian. Yeah. Um, I remember we had no idea what we were going to call it. I was trying to think what was going to come up in search engines. Because, see, there you go. When it comes to advertising, what you were saying about promotion and shit like that, I'm always thinking about search engines and what comes up. And having the word horror podcast, that for me – that was uh, absolute. I knew that I was going to do that. And I thought about calling it Freddy versus Jason podcast, horror podcast, because we used to joke about that, me and Matt and Alex and Jason, because anytime anything with Freddy versus Jason comes up, everybody gravitates to it. Everybody. You put up a picture of Freddy versus Jason, people like it. Uh, the Freddy versus Jason show is the most downloaded skeleton crew. It's something that people love. They see it and they gravitate to it. So I thought strictly for getting hits and notice – I was going to call it the Freddy vs. Jason Horror Podcast. You know, I'm only thinking about getting noticed in search engines. So I put, I said, hey, guys, I don't know what I want to do here. What do you guys think? And we came up with three ideas. And I believe they all came – Christian came up with three titles. And Exploding Heads was, of course, one of the three. And um, that was the one we all went with. It's Very as simple as that. I got to give Christian credit. He he came up with three. He said, choose which one, and we all seem to like 
I, I wish I can go back and find the old messages and see what the number one and two are. I'm gonna go digging and see if I can find them because that'll that'll be interesting. But mm-hmm. but that was it. But you got but you know that that's all it was. You have chosen wisely. Yeah, right. And, and I get with a search engine. Originally, I was gonna call "Kill the Cast" zombie tits because I just I was like, well, you know, I'm sure there's someone out there like Kenneth who probably Google's zombie tits a lot, and they'll oh, find us. See, exactly. It would have worked. I'm a, I, I, it would have been a genius. Um, well, next next show, do a side cast, and maybe um, have it like um, uh, you know. Big Black Dick's Horror Podcast or something, you know? I'll just take your idea, Dave, and we'll call it Freddy vs. Jason Sucks Podcast. <laughs> sucks, sucks Big Black Dick. Let's let's mm-hmm. extend it to make it better. Uh, Freddy vs. Yeah. Jason on the Midnight Meat Train. <laughs> nice. Or Big oh. Tits. <laughs> Big Tits Horror Podcast. I'm telling you, that would get hits. <laughs> I like it. I'm a fan. Um, okay. <laughs> so... Now let's. I gotta ask you about this rule you have for exploding heads. Uh-oh. A- a- explain this the the guest rule y'all have because I find it very interesting because I'm at a point now where I have I have people like that like kill the cast enough to actually want to be on the show. Um. Yeah, me. I'm one of them. Yeah. And so now sure. I've got to start. I can't, but I can't do a guest every single show. No, no, you can't. And, and, and that's part of the reason why I came up with the idea of wanting to do the interview show because of that. And I mean, because let's be honest, if I come up to anyone, hey, do you want to be interviewed? Everyone's going to be like, hell yeah. But on top sure. of that, I like knowing background stuff. I like knowing the history and I like giving a person a bunch of questions that they have to respond to right then and there. I like putting people on that edge to see what happens. Um, yeah, and we have to be honest, and that's and I I, I can I'm going to give 100 percent honesty because that's what you said. You said fucking just get on there, no bullshit. Yeah, and it's it's not easy. JP set the bar high on the no bullshit, so you have to you have to come hard. Um, I know. I'm, I'm going. I always come hard. Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then. Just ask the old lady. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay, so explain your rule for having guests on exploding heads. Okay, since it's no bullshit, I'm just gonna tell it like it is. This is like behind the scenes talk. Here's what we notice, and and people tell us this all the time. So I'm not tooting any horn. People always say you guys have great chemistry. You hear it all the time. You love the way you guys bounce off each other, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We notice, and this is not to discredit anyone who's ever been on the show, because every time we have someone on the show, we do have fun. But I believe that we are at our best, and the three of us have the most fun when it's just the three of us. So we only want to have guests on every 10 episodes, because we still want to have our friends on, and we still want to go through the motions, because it's only fair, because we go on their shows. And frankly, we love having them on the show. We just don't like doing it very often. I think that we're at our best, and not just me. This is they. I remember the conversation. One of them said it before I had the chance to. You know what I mean? We all feel that we put out our best shows, and we have the best time when it's just the three of us. How's that? No, that's that's. It's very good. I mean, because it's the it's, truth. So it's <laughs> it, plus if you have someone on the show, on your show, if you've never done a podcast with them, 
you don't know how they work. You don't know how they run. I know exactly, if I am picking a movie, I know exactly if this is going to get stuff out of Kenneth. This is going to get stuff out of Jay. Or if it's not. If if I have someone else on the show, I don't know what they're going to bring to the table. I can sure. only guess, like, okay, let's take Watson, for example. We've both had Watson on our shows. In fact, Watson, Watson booked both of us on the same weekend. Right, I remember that. Yeah. So, now, we both took completely different approaches to Watson. When we had Watson on the show, me and Kenneth were over here like, dude, we got to step up our game. We got to come with, with the smart shit 100% because this is Watson. This motherfucker is super intelligent, and we don't want to look like idiots. We got a we got a top fucking notch with this guy. And we did. We came on that show and Kenneth and I brought like our 100% intellect on that show and we kind of threw Watson a little off cuz he I don't think he fully expected us to to say some of the shit we said. Yeah, I came all over his face. Yeah. <laughs> and like and I've listened to a few other people on like even on our network who have covered Last House on the Left. No one went as deep as me, Kenneth, and Watson. There is Agreed. like we killed that fucking show. Literally, there's no reason to talk about this movie ever again. So, did you Ooh. did you have that feeling of like Watson's coming on, guys? We got we got to come smart. Are we all just like we're exploding fucking heads? We don't we you you fucking evolve into us. <laughs> I, I I I never think. I just I just put on the mic and start talking. I, I do, the only prep I have is for you know the all, all you know the, the various notes I take, which I take note for fucking everything. When it comes to note taking, I take a note in in daily life, not just for podcasts, for everything. So I just take I have my podcast notes here, and I just put them up, and they're in front of me, and I plug in my computer, go on my Skype, turn on my mic, and talk. I I I, I don't care who's on with me. I don't do any. Of course, I care. I'm happy to have them, but I mean, I don't have any thought process as to who they are. Even like when we had Lauren on, you know, you know, who I've only spoken to on Twitter. Never had her on her show, and she's an actress for Christ's sake. You know what I mean? So even when we had Lauren on, boom, plug her in, let's go. I I, I never think. I don't know what those guys think. I, I don't know, but it's I don't know. There there is no uh, there's no prep. It's just just like any other show. Get on the mic and start shooting the shit. Interesting. I was just curious because, like, because even going, I wish being, I could do that. You can state of mind, man. Just plug in and go. Shit, dude. I, I mean, I'll be one hundred percent honest with you. I mean, I can't, I can't sit here and, and and say that you know, especially when I've got people that I look up to from you know being in this game now, and uh, I can't say that I'm not starstruck by some of you guys. You know, when, when when we're on the show and things like that, I mean, it's like, you know, I got to dial it back, you know, when I get on there because it's like, OK, I got to be professional and all this other shit. I'm a podcaster and I, I fucking cuss a lot. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I still got to be professional within my realm. But at the same time, I am kind of starstruck when you guys get on here, man, especially you guys like like you or like Alex, you know, people that have you know, like when I was on the skeleton crew, man, when, when me and Jerry did that episode with Alex and Dan, dude, that was like, that was like a dream come true. Oh my God. You know? If y'all could have heard the conversations that <laughs> Kenneth and I had the week before doing that show, 
Y'all would right. be like, y'all are the biggest little bitches I've ever seen. For real, dude. I mean, because I mean, because it's like I was listening. You know, like I started listening to the Skeleton Career. Jerry told me to listen to Skeleton Career, and he was like, "Man, you got to listen to this stuff." And it was like, "Man, it, it was it was fucking awesome." But I didn't do what Jerry did. I didn't start chronologically. I just started hitting what I was interested in. I looked at the subject matter, and 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 you know, I was like, "Okay, well, I like Evil Dead. I'll listen to this one." And then I was like, "Okay, you know, I fucking like I, the Halloween retrospective and all the rest of those." I'll just jumped around. So it was like I didn't go listening through them. You know what I'm saying? Like he did. So it's like, okay, on one episode, you would be on that episode. And then on another episode, you wouldn't be on that episode. You get what I'm saying? So I was just kind of hopping back and forth. And then from there, that's where I went to, because I really enjoyed the episodes where you were in there. I went to, that's when I went to Exploding Heads and started listening to those. And then uh, I think you, I, I think you'd be able to pay attention to when I really started listening to it because I started talking to you. That's when I started making comments about shit that you were reviewing. Oh, okay. Right on. Yeah, yeah. You know, because I was yeah. like, hey, you know, this is the way I, this is my take on this. What do you think? And, um, you know, so it's like, we're, I do, I get starstruck by having, you know, you people on there, you know, every one of y'all, you know what I'm saying, when when we do these things. So I'm just kind of like, wow. You know, so I can't really, sometimes I can't get myself in that frame of mind, but I don't have a choice. You know what I mean? I could see Watson being intimidating because of the way his show is. But guys like me and Alex and shit, fucking, we're just, we're jerk-offs. You hear us on our show bullshitting about the same shit that you guys are. You know? <laughs> Watson, well, he's a jerk-off in his own way, too. He's just a regular guy like the rest of us. But his show, he does wax intellectual, so I could see that. But then again, I remember when I first appeared on the Skeleton Crew and how nervous I was. And because... And I knew Alex forever. It wasn't so much that I was nervous to be around Alex because I don't her for years, but to be on that show, yeah, I, I I remember being being nervous about that shit totally. Yeah, I remember the first time I called Kenneth and I was like, Kenneth, we're, I'm gonna be on the Skeleton Crew. I recorded a skit for for Alex, and it's gonna be <laughs> on the the next show. It's gonna be on the Phantasm Five show, man. Oh, we were fucking ecstatic. And awesome. I was so fucking stoked, and then. Um, I eventually convinced Alex to come on Kill the Cast, and and that's how the idea for the interview show actually got birthed was was from that because we were we we did half a movie review, but we just kept going off on tangents, so we just ended <laughs> up interviewing Alex. Nice. And after that, that's it was cool. like we could do we could do this again and again and again, and that's where we're at. And so speaking of that, let's ask Dave another question, Dave. Can you yeah. remember a movie that actually scared you as a kid? <sighs> a movie that scared me as a kid. Or teenager, kid, teenager, whatever you want to be. A horror movie? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If Mary Poppins scared you, you can explain to me why. I can dig that. Well, okay. Fuck it. I'm going to say it. Uh, one movie is scared me and traumatized me my entire life and I've never spoken about it on any show and it's it, it's the elephant man wow that okay. fucking shit that shit scared the fuck out of me I was scared of it before I even saw it I remember seeing the t not even the TV guide it was the cable guide back in the day the HBO guide and just the picture they showed of this fucking guy with the mask on even was scary you know with the mask on and the lettering 
uh, the way the lettering looked looked scary to me, and it was all dark and the fucking and it said, "I'm not an animal. I'm a human being. I'm a man." That fucking scared me. So I was terrified of that movie before I even saw it. Then I saw it. I'm like, "Fucking, how old could I have been? Ten? Whatever the hell. Too young to be seeing some shit like that." And that shit fucked me up for life. And that's why to this day, if you listen to Exploding Heads or any shows, you've heard me talk about me having issues with fucking real-life deformities and seeing shit like that and everything else. That's a lifelong trauma I've had. Yeah, and you, that's, you talk all the time about um, how you sometimes have issues with body horror. Well, body horror is a different thing because it's, it, it's being done to you. So I imagine it being done to me, and it fucks me up. That's something that's believable. But as far as like... I don't want to see anything like, like in the Sentinel. We, we joked about the fucking the Balchinian guy and this and that. These are people that had real physical deformities, and I and see the, those guys knew that I had issues with that. I can't. I don't. I have a phobia. I have a fucking thing with any of it. So I saw that movie, and I probably all was, you know, I, I don't think that's the cause of the phobia because I, I probably would have had it any anyway. But seeing that movie at a young age and seeing someone that looked like that, even though it wasn't real, although it's based on something real, but that shit to this day is the freaking nothing's ever no, no movies there. I, I don't want to watch that movie now. Nothing's so ever disturbed me or scared me so much. So you couldn't watch, and this is a serious question. I'm not making a joke. No, so you no. couldn't watch. So you couldn't watch that movie. Like, you remember that movie that came out with Sam Elliott in it, The Mask? Here's the funny part. Love it. Used to watch it over and over again. Mask. Wow, really? My, you know why? I think I made myself love it because he was treated, for the most part, good. He had a loving family. He had a mother, grandparents, friends. Sure, some people busted his balls, but he actually was put in situations where who cares that he has this? He's a fun-loving guy. He loves baseball. He likes motorcycles. He lived. He led a different life in that other movie. His fucking life was nothing but misery, and it was dreadful. And the whole movie, the way the movie was shot, and everything about it was just fucking scary, spooky, and fucking awful. Where Mask, it was kind of brought to light. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I mean, so if you think about it, you know, could your your issues with you know the deformities and whatever else? It's not really the deformities themselves, but it's the fucking atrocities that human beings do in relation to those. That could actually be causing the fear? I think that's probably half of it. But I still, if I saw somebody in real life, no matter what the situation was that looked that way, I'm still uncomfortable. So it's still a phobic thing for the actual, you know, for the deformity. But also what you said, like I remember watching Carrie for the very first time. And that Mm -hmm. disturbed me because of the shower scene because I couldn't believe how mean those girls were being to Carrie. I remember that hitting me hard. So it might be a combination of all that, yeah. Yeah, cause that shit, that kind of thing fucks with me too. You know how how people treat other people, and I mean, they're you know Jerry's probably the same way because of various things that have happened in our past. So that's the reason why I kind of correlated those two together. Yeah have have you ever seen Todd Browning's Freaks? No, and I will not watch it. And I don't give a fuck. Ooh. That's the only movie I don't care. Patreon people, you can put your shit in there. You can give me six, us six or twelve or whatever dollars. I will not watch it. I don't give a shit. And I'll put that out. I'll put it out. Thank you for bringing it up. I'm going to say tomorrow night when we record Exploding Heads. That movie will not be watched. I, I don't care. You could give me $600 for a Patreon. I'm not watching the movie. I'll give you your money back. I'm not watching that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I want no part of that shit, dude. Yeah, because the whole time I'm sitting and I thought that was actually the movie Kenneth was going to bring up before he said The Mask. I, I was, And at first when he said The Mask, I was like, 
Well, I don't think he's got a problem with Jim Carrey, Kenneth. Let's not go that far. Um, I thought he was going to bring up Todd Browning's Freaks because that's what, because you have like, for people who don't know what that movie is, you have actual disformed people who worked at the circus in the movie. It is not special effects or anything like that. Um, so well, so it, the reason why I didn't bring up Freaks is because I wanted to see what Dave, how Dave felt about it because of the positivity things that are in that movie. And I wanted to see how it, how it kind of went together, even though it was surprising to me that he could, what I was surprised about was how much he watched it. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, that was kind of the reason why I chose that one instead, because Todd Browning's freaks, man, it's a fucked up movie in general. It's just weird. You know what I'm saying? And, and the mask is not, the mask has got a lot of positivity in it for the most part. Yeah, yeah, it's a great movie. Hmm. All right, so, well, now we know um, you cannot make him watch Freaks. It will not happen. Nope. So, okay, so now I believe most people here know what your favorite horror movie of all time is. You've said it multiple times, but for those who don't, let them know. Oh, me? Oh, yeah. Um, no, Kenneth. What? We're interviewing him now. <laughs> Sorry. See, his memory is terrible. He forgot he was on the show. I got distracted for two seconds. My bad. Um, <laughs> it happens a lot with me. Uh, I'm watching John Fishman come on stage with a fucking crown and, and a cape on. He's the he's the drummer for Fish. And they're in the background on my TV right now with the volume all the way down. It's a live feed. And the show just ended, but they're doing an encore. And the, the, the lead singer slash guitarist is on the drums. And the drummer is fucking wearing a crown and a cape, and he's doing some fucked up thing on stage. I don't know what he's doing, so it distracted me. So anyway, sorry. Um, yeah, The Shining. The Shining is my favorite. Although, I've been saying for years that it's The Shining and The Exorcist always in that top spot, but I always claim The Shining. But lately, the last time I watched Halloween, this past October, when the movie ended, I said to myself, you know what? This is my favorite horror movie. But I'm going to say The Shining. It's those three. It's those three fucking mixed in straight up. But I'll say The Shining still because that's what I've always claimed. Mm, so <clears throat> I could hear Kenneth for a second going, yes, The Exorcist, it's happening. Uh, yeah, but at the same time, I'm just like, Halloween in the same boat as The Exorcist? No, never. Uh-uh. <laughs> Dude, never. Halloween, you sit down and watch, when I sit down and watch Halloween on Halloween night, when that movie ends... I can't tell you the way I feel when the credits roll. It's like it's more than a movie. It's it's like an experience. It's no other movie invokes that type of reaction out of me. Where I'm like, wow! Every time I fucking see it, and I only watch it once a year now. So I don't. Know. I could say the same thing about The Exorcist, man. I mean, because oh, okay. <laughs> you know, it's very clear that that's my favorite. And I could say the same thing about The Exorcist, man. It's just, you know, the only time that Halloween ever really does anything for me is just watching it on Halloween. And there are other movies that I watch that do, that give me that, that holiday emotion. You know what I'm saying? For lack of a better term, because we all know how that is. Like when you watch certain Christmas movies on Christmas, you get that happy, joyful Christmas spirit. And then, yeah, there you go. That give me that Halloween spirit. There are other movies that do it much better for me than Halloween, but it still kind of does it. It's just not, you know, I get more of the Halloween spirit out of Hocus Pocus. 
than I do out of Halloween. But it doesn't have that ending, though. It doesn't have that, like, it isn't just because it's Halloween. It's just the way the movie Halloween ends. Right. And, 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 you know, with him being missing and, and uh, I don't know, the the soundtrack and everything. And then it go into those scenes and it black and then then the credits roll all in orange and the music plays. It's just an experience that that's what it is, man. I got you. I can actually say that I I enjoy Halloween, two more than I enjoy the first one. Yeah, it's a great movie. I enjoy Halloween three more than any of them. I love that one, too. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that was really good too. So okay, so now JP really didn't have an answer to this one because he he barely knows how to read. But do you have a favorite horror novel? Uh, like, do you have one? Yes, uh, Clive Barker's Weave World is my favorite. Nice. Oh, now Kenneth's got a hard on. Nice, Clive Barker. Yeah, very yeah. good choice, man. I know you like Barker's uh, stuff too. Yeah, yeah. I haven't read it in so long, but. It's definitely uh, the best read I've ever had. Where when I finished the book, I was like, "Man, that book's fucking amazing!" So yeah. All right. Well, let's get into uh, some some questions from from the Dave Z Nation. All right. And and you were talking about fish. Well, your first question is from from Joey Afonte from Death by Podcast and Slice and Dice Dreadcast, um, which your co-host Christian has been on. Um, yeah. And I've been on twice. So he goes, Dave, what's your favorite fish song and why? <sighs> At wow. first I thought he misspelled fish sauce and I thought it was just really weird. Fish sauce. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tartar. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let me think about this. Boy, that's hard. Um, I guess I could say probably you enjoy myself. Uh, it's... I enjoy you a lot. Typically. Thank you. Thank you. I enjoy you too. Both of you. Um, both of yous, actually. <laughs> yes. yes. Speak um, proper New Yorker. Jesus. Right. Exactly. Uh, you enjoy myself probably would be the, uh, it's so tough to pick because you got that. It, it, uh, you got Divided Sky, which is put together like a composition, like a classical composition song. And uh, that, and Run Like an Antelope has like a fucking eight to ten minute solo, guitar solo at the beginning before the, before the lyrics even start, which is like freaking better than sex. Which is which uh. means I will never listen to it because I can't. You don't like guitar solos? I don't like instrumentals. I'm a, I'm a voice. Oh. I'm a vocal and, and lyrics person. I love the way people pronounce things, how voices sound, and I love poetry. I love lyrics. But instrumentals just do nothing for me and everyone's tried my dad kenneth everyone's tried to get me to appreciate instrumentals more and i just cannot do it i just i just get bored and immediately want to it doesn't do anything it doesn't make me think i need i need voices and i need lyrics fair enough i I wouldn't push it too hard on you then yeah it's it's and jam bands aren't for everyone you have to be in the moment you have to be able to appreciate that type of music and certain talents so hey i I can dig it i'm gonna officially say it though i'll officially say you enjoy myself is my favorite fish song there you go joey uh the way it's put together is amazing it's he knows it 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 comes in four or five different parts it starts one way then goes into a different thing it transitions it's one of those songs where because i i'm a lyric guy and i'm a music guy but i can i can air guitar drum bass anything in that song every single note i know it 
and it just—I just love the way it flows. It's just an amazing song. So yeah, I can't—I can't air guitar, but I can air guitar hero. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. okay, so next question is from Bill Casanelli. Which let's take a second to to Bill Casanelli, Doninelli, and Joey Fonte are starting a new podcast. Did you see this? Yes. Day? The, yes. The, yes. Now, now. That's two new podcasts that are coming because we're going to get to another one soon also. But they're starting one called The Horror Mafia. And I just wanted to know, did they approach you to get a blessing? Because you're you're like the the most mafia person on the network. (laughs) Did they have to come to you and kiss your ring and and like let watch you pet a cat? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what. They, I, I talked to Joey just tonight about it. Speaking of Joey again, I spoke tonight about it, and um, I have a feeling I'll be popping up on there once in a while. I, but um, no, they 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 got enough uh, they got enough juice between them. And don't forget, don't forget that Joey is an Italian from New York, and I'm from New York, but I'm from Buffalo. He's from New York. He's from like the five boroughs. He's you know. He's oh from- damn. I've yeah, I, I've been on Slice and Dice twice. In fact, once was to cover Don because Don's headphones didn't work because he lives in a treehouse. I remember. Yeah. And so, like five <laughs> minutes beforehand, Joey's like, "Jerry, will you come on and just fuck around?" And then I get on, and then Joey leaves for like twenty minutes. And you started hosting. <laughs> yeah, and I started hosting. See, you're and, then, and then Kenneth, you remember when you were like, uh, when you listened to the first time I was on Slice and Dice for a Maniac, and you were just like. You know, you kind of took over the show. I brought yeah. it up to them and asked them how they felt about that, me doing that. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. But Bill wants to know, who do you think is the best looking gal in the entire Friday the 13th franchise? He gives it to uh, Debbie Sue Voorhees from Friday the 13th Part 5. And I will say this, if you listen to the commentary tracks... Of Friday Thirteenth by Banana Laser, ninety percent of what they talk about are the women. So you can hear them go into full detail about this. But Dave, as a Friday Thirteenth expert who may or may not be a bigger Friday Thirteenth fan than JP, who's your choice? That's the answer. I agree. I concur with BC. It's Debbie Sue Voorhees. And I third that because, uh, whew, Lord help me. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, I've got, I've got two for this. But Debbie, I, I th- I, she's got the best hits. Yeah, yeah she's got the I'm best not even hits. A guy. She, it, she, she's got beautiful. such a great rack. She is literally like, as soon as she looks at me, I'm like, where, where do you want the child support? I'll just go ahead and give it to you. <laughs> but yep. I think the most beautiful chick, in my opinion, is the chick from part three, not the final girl, but the one that was dating the dude that did the shit with the yo-yo. Everybody loves her. I know. Yes. She's gorgeous. Here's the problem. For me, she always, every time I saw that movie growing up, she looked like one of my cousins. So because of that, I can uh, appreciate her now that I'm older and I look at her and I'm like, yeah, she is a very pretty girl. And they probably had the best cast of all of them. But because she reminded me of my cousin so much, I wasn't attracted to her. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah, over here like, can, why is that a I problem? I can dig that. You're a Yankee. Yeah, I was yeah. just going to say, you're a Yankee. I can dig that. <laughs> we're, we're from the you know, South. We're from like, the South. That, like, that like, shit doesn't bother us. Who gives us. a shit? That's true. That's um, true. <laughs> you know who the best looking guy in Friday the 13th is? It's it's Mark in the wheelchair. 
Oh, yeah, he's great, isn't he? <laughs> he's fucking perfect. All right, next isn't question. Isn't it great how he gets that kill and they make it repeat when he gets the machete in the head? Oh, isn't dude. that fucking crazy? He, he gets screwed over worse than fucking anyone in Friday the 13th. He literally yeah. doesn't drink, doesn't do drugs, yeah. is like positive, like, oh, I'm not going to be in this wheelchair forever. Like, such a positive role model. And, and technically, yeah. he can't fuck. Oh, uh, well, we, well, I don't know, because he said, uh, he, yeah, he said he could. Yeah. He, no, he said that he could get the job done. Oh, you're saying I, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to give a talk. I assume, I assume the mouth with the fingers. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. That could be just as good. But, and, and that's even worse. He's a handicapped person who's about to get some action from a, from a pretty hot chick and, Nope, Jason's like, I'm an equal opportunist. Fuck you, and just machete to the face. <laughs> he he I'll believes fuck. I hate everybody. in equality. That's right. He even killed an unborn baby in the next movie from that girl you were just talking about. So yeah. Right, right. So, Boom. Uh, all right. I'm going to butcher this name, which is understandable if you have Dave on a show. Uh, Eric Sondheimer. Sondheimer? Sondheimer. I'm going to go with Sondheimer. Dave, what would be your perfect meal? The spaghetti and meatballs. Huh? My perfect meal, huh? Yeah. Wow. <sighs> well. And you can't say not... Christian's dick. <laughs> no, I will not say Christian's dick. I leave that for Brandon. No, 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 no. Um, let's see here. I'm not really a five-course type of guy, so I'm not going to go with a whole salad and this and that or dessert, but... Ah. <sighs> Perfect meal. If I can get like a smorgasbord, everything, I'd get my mother's lasagna, homemade, and um, surf and turf, uh, um, filet mignon, and lobster tail. That's all I. That's all I would need. All righty then. So I just heard the term surf and turf like uh, around the Fourth of July. I had never heard real? that before. Yeah, I had never heard that term before. And then we went to. Uh, one of the one of them restaurants that's kind of like uh, kind of like medieval time, but with pirates in Orlando, mm-hmm. and we watched the whole pirate show and whatever. And that was one of the options was surf and turf. I was like, "What the fuck is surf and turf?" Wow, and, dude, that's crazy. And they explained it to me, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool." But I had never heard that term before. So, did you get it? it that's my question to you. Did huh? you get no, actually, I was. Uh, I thought that I that's what I was getting because when we walked in the door, that. Um, Nikki had said something to me about it, and she said, "Oh, do you, she said something about surf and turf." So I thought that she meant that that's what I was getting, but instead, she was asking me if I wanted to upgrade to it, and I was like, "And then I ended up getting like roast and mashed potatoes and some other shit, and this cake that was really awful." But uh, man, that's bullshit. You know, I went to a pirate thing, and all I got was raped and plundered. <laughs> But the best thing that I ate while I was there is they had, like, this fried macaroni and cheese. Uh, Dude, it was like mozzarella sticks, but it was in, like, this uh, triangle shape, and it was macaroni and cheese that had been deep fried. It was fucking amazing. Nice. Nice. I've seen them before. I'm going to make it more interesting. Besides, what this is what I'm doing on my birthday, which is August 2nd. I cannot wait for my birthday for this reason, because this is what I'm going to eat on my birthday. And these are things I never eat. So the last time I had a bagel was August 2nd of last year, okay, because I quit fucking, uh, you know, breakfast bread. All, all, the only bread I eat is pizza because I'm not quitting pizza for any fucking diet. So anything can happen. But 
on my birthday, this is what I intend on having. I'm going to have a bagel with cream cheese, maybe butter. I'm going to have a bagel for sure that day. And then later on, I'm going to go through a McDonald's drive-thru, and I'm going to get a large fry because I haven't had French fries in, I don't know, at least a year, maybe two. Um, what else am I going to have that day? I'm going to get some ice cream, some um, Perry's ice cream cookie dough, chocolate chip cookie dough. And I'm going to get pizza, of course, because it's my favorite meal. And I'm going to have a nutrageous candy bar and, uh, yeah, a couple pieces of candy. So. Damn, dude, you sound like you've been stranded on a fucking desert island for a year. <laughs> <or something. laughs> I, I, I don't eat this shit. I'm dieting. I never read any of this stuff. So, like, that's what I do. My cheat days are holidays. So now I'll, I look forward to every holiday just for that reason because that's going to be my cheat day. So, like, well, I, how many you should sizes see. have you went down? Um, well, let's see. I used to be at, at the height, I was like a, uh, I was approaching like a 38 waist size. And right now I'm down to like a 32, you know. Damn, dude, you you were approaching a 38. You make yeah. me feel like I'm 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 just huge, man. I'm at a 40. How tall are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm not tall though. I'm fucking I'm Italian. I'm 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 five eight tops, you know. I'm like five ten, so I'm not much taller than you. Yeah. Jerry's taller than both of us. Yeah, yeah. Well, I see. And Jerry's thin. He's fucking got it going on. How old are you, Jerry? I'm 28. Yeah, wait till you hit 30. You well, might not be so- see, I yeah, don't I'm have 34. to worry about all that because I have depression that makes it to where I don't eat. So all I got to do is just fucking get to wake up depressed and then I'll, I'll lose a bunch of weight and it'll be perfectly fine. I could be a model. Oh, yeah. Yeah, tall, thin, small dick. Yeah. It's per- I'm fine. <laughs> perfect, man. Like People look at me and go, he's either a model or a heroin addict. I haven't quite figured it out yet. <laughs> You're like Howard Stern. Yeah. Okay. So next question comes from Matt Jonkowski. He says, Dave, buddy, out of all the horror films you have watched with your daughter so far, which were you most excited for her to see for the first time? (sighs) Friday the 13th part two. That's a good question. But I was say, do you notice Dave when he answers these questions? It's like he takes, he like smokes weed right first. He's just like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. All right, <laughs> I wasn't smoking weed. Maybe now I will. I don't know. <laughs> so Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. I know. I know. Uh, much like Alex, you are a big, big uh, fan of that. It's your favorite in the franchise. Yep. So it the, is, and it's weird though because The Shining is my favorite, and I let her see that, but I wasn't quite as excited because I wasn't sure how she was going to take it because it's very slow. You know what I mean? I knew Friday the Thirteenth Two was a little more upbeat, and I was really excited for her to see the final chase scene and shit like that. You know? Yeah, but, and the, and the titties are way better again? in Friday the Thirteenth. For sure. How old's your daughter again? Uh, my daughter, uh, she's eleven now. At the time, she was ten, but everything that I showed her. And parents, if you're out there, I want you to listen to this if you've never heard me before. Because every time I mention this, people say, oh, it's a good idea. I never thought of it. Last October or the year before because I have the DVR, I um, – <clears throat> what are the channels that, that show like um, – is it sci-fi or A&E? Whatever. A lot of the channels show horror movies during October. Monster Turner Asian, Classic movies. Yeah, AMC. Turner Classic. Right. There you go. They all do that shit. And they censor them. So it occurred to me, hey, this is a way I can show my daughter all these 80s slashers 
and, and get away with it. So I recorded all the Friday the 13th, the shot, everything that came on that I love. I recorded it on DVR. Then when it came time to show my daughter, I was able to show it to her because they were the censored versions. So that's what I did. No. How old was I got a, I got a question. And and um I have a daughter too and she's going to be 6 this year. How old was your daughter when she finally or did she start young like the rest of us did? But how old was she when she finally got started getting curious about, hey, you know, daddy, you watch horror movies, you know, getting curious about them? Well, I think she was always curious because she she was familiar with everybody. She because I used to collect all kinds of figurines. You know, right. and so did my ex-wife. So she grew up around that. So she would call Freddie and Jason and Michael her friends, you know, because she would have the sideshow collectibles and this and that. And she was always into them. But, you know, of course, we never let her watch the movies and she never really asked to watch them. Um, I think I showed her Poltergeist when she was like, I don't know, eight or something like that, figuring that was going to be her gateway. But she was always curious, but like, you know what I mean? She never said, hey, can I watch that movie or anything? She just, I think she just accepted it as normal life that there was a bunch of horror stuff around. Because so. my daughter, man, if I mention watching a horror movie to my daughter, she's like, nope. Yeah. Well, listen, my daughter was always afraid of blood. Like she had seen blood on the screen a few times. Just mm. in like yeah, things that I didn't even think were inappropriate. Like I, like I said, I'm the, I'm the same guy that showed her the censored version of everything when she was 10. So I'm not the type of guy that shows her all kinds of, you know, messed up stuff. But I think she, I forgot what I was watching. I think I was watching a documentary uh, about the slasher movie, one of the slasher documentaries. And she had seen some scene where a guy got his tongue ripped out and there was blood on the end of the tongue. And she had a reaction to the blood. She's like, oh, oh she backed up. And ever since then, she had mentioned it to me that she was afraid of blood and you know, I think she might be over there now, but that for whatever reason, that's what got to her. And when I showed her, when I showed her poltergeist, nothing scared her. The clown scene didn't scare her. The tree coming through and grabbing the kid. None of that shit scared her, but about two thirds of the way through this movie, she looks at me and she starts crying. And I was like, ah, I fucked up here. I said, Oh Jesus. I, I said, I'm sorry. What's, what's the matter? What's the matter? And she said, is the little girl going to get back home to her parents? And I was like, oh, that's what crushed me. Because nothing scared her, but she, like her daddy, is emotional. And she was worried about, you know, the child coming home. So I'll never forget that. I, I keep myself sweet. in the ass. Yeah, I feel bad about it still. You know what I mean? That that's That I, you know, I didn't traumatize her. But, you know, but she wasn't afraid. And she's not afraid of barely anything. It's weird. So I'm lucky in that respect. Hmm. Well, the closest I've came is my daughter watched uh, uh, Evil Dead 2 with me and laughed. Oh, really? My daughter won't watch it. I wanted her to watch Evil Dead. And I'll, I'll show that to her rated R because I don't see anything wrong with that. I just don't want her to see the sex stuff. Right. You know, I, I don't mind her seeing the violence and the scares. I, I don't want her. It's weird because there's, there's even PG-13 movies from the past that I would not show her now. But it just depends on the movie. Like, I let her watch Child's Play. That's rated R. There's nothing sex in that. You know, as long as there's nothing sexual or innuendos and shit like that, I'm cool. But... No, it's crazy. What's crazy is, like, like, uh, like she watched that with me when she was, like... 
I think she was like four years old, man. And we were, and I was sitting in here watching it and she came in and she just crawled up in the chair and sat in my lap and she was watching it with me. And we were just, we were dying laughing, you know, cause evil dead two is fucking hilarious. And, uh, we were just dying laughing, but she, for some reason, she just won't, you know, like I've, I've tried to get her. She watched the original fly with me. Uh, well, the, the one with Vincent Price, she watched that with me and she, she, she enjoyed that. Um, but but she hasn't been able, you know, I've thought about, you know, she watched like a little bit of the walking dead, like in passing or whatever. Right. And she's watched me play horror video games. But, uh, you know, if I ever like it, like straight up suggest, Hey, why don't you check this out? You know, it's a scary movie. She, or she just, you know, just really had, doesn't have any interest. And the crazy thing about it is, is she really hadn't watched a whole lot of that shit, but she's going through that phase where she's having nightmares. And I'm oh. like, okay. Yeah. And I'm like, Okay, so, you know, when I was going through that phase, I had, you know, I watched Night of the Living Dead when I was four. So it's like, you know, and and I had seen other horror movies and my mom watched Jason and shit all the time when I was young and, you know, all all this other kind of shit. So I had genuine, you know, things for my imagination to go haywire with. But with her, I'm just like, okay, so her her mind is naturally going to crazy things like she's got this uh you know like i said she's almost six and she's got this uh this this teddy bear type thing that she loves really really you know like a lot and she comes in here the other night and she comes strolling in here she's like daddy and she's crying she's bawling she was like daddy i had a dream that my that sprinkles the 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 teddy bear thing was getting ripped apart by a dog Mm. and i'm like i'm thinking in the back of my head i'm like how the hell do you come up with this shit, man? <laughs> yeah. Because she don't ever see shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, the worst thing that she sees is, like, when me and Nikki are watching one of those weird-ass fucking sitcoms that comes out now, and the and they randomly talk about sex in the sitcoms. But other than that, she really doesn't see any of that shit because I'm not going to, like, force her to watch violence, you know? And uh, so I'm like, how does she come up? And then she comes in here later, and she had a nightmare about something happened to me and her mom. Damn, and I'm like, what the fuck, man? And so her and I and you know I have to go in there and give her the speech about how you know it's her imagination and she can control her imagination and stuff like that. So that worked. She actually slept for the rest of the night after I did that. But uh, you know, it's just interesting to me how a kid's mind can go to certain things. And since you know, since you got a daughter, I was just kind of curious of your perspective. Yeah, well. I think you're in the same boat I am. You're not going to really show her too many things. And when the time comes, you probably feel like I do. What you, The violence isn't really what's what's bothering you. You just don't want, you know, just all that sex shit. I mean, it, you can't even watch, like, regular shows now. Eight o'clock freaking primetime shit, and there's sexual innuendos. Even commercials sometimes now. It's crazy. Right, man. Like, like I can't even remember the sitcom that we were watching. It had uh, David Spade in it. And it's the one where he where he, like... Uh, it's got him and you've got the two different couples and the two couples live in the apartment building across from each other. And then David Spade just kind of lives by himself. And he's this dude that fucks all these random chicks because his dad's like this millionaire or whatever. And I'm like, you know, this is primetime fucking TV. And my right. daughter just, yeah. And me and Nikki are just sitting there watching it. And then Jade comes back a few days later talking about how her dolls are having sex. And I'm like, what the fuck? Where the <laughs> fuck did she hear that shit from? <laughs> oh, shit. And, yeah, man. And her mom's looking oh. at me like, I don't know where she heard that shit from. And I'm like, I bet it's that fucking TV show. 
And, man, I lost my shit. I was like, what the fuck? She ain't old enough to be talking about that kind of thing. And I'm like, well, she's 16 fucking years old. Any guy that comes over here is going to get fucking shot. I mean, <laughs> I lost it. And, damn, um, you know. Yeah, but that, you're right, man. I mean, it's just prime time things, man. And I'm like, damn, you know. And she's, I, but I want her to be, you know, I don't want her to be afraid of, of stuff that's on TV. I don't want her to be afraid of that kind of thing because the shit that's on TV, as long as it ain't fucking bullshit media, the damn shit that's on TV ain't real. And I want her to realize that. And so I'm trying to find the best, the perfect time to kind of, you know, sway her into it just a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you'll get there. You'll feel it. You'll, it's all about the way she behaves. Her behavior is going to dictate, you know, how you're going to make your decisions. That's what it comes down to. I forced my cool. dad to watch Jaws of Revenge. Does that count? <laughs> oh, that's cruel. What? Jaws of Revenge is fucking fantastic. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. What the fuck? I, I can't. I, I don't know. I've only seen it once and it's been years. I, so I can't really even. It's fantastic. Well, let's go on to the next question. Don Anelli wants to know, what gave you your fascination with found footage films? Well. How did you find found footage Found footage found me. No, no. Um, how did I find found footage? I woke well, I up and, and someone just left Blair Witch on my front porch. I don't know what happened. <laughs> That's mm. uh, I guess the question really is, like, what do I like about it, I guess? Because, I mean, where did you find it? We, we all saw it. What was the question? How, well, how was it worded? Like, what gave you your fascination with found footage? Oh, okay. The fascination. I'll tell you what. I've said it before on the show. I feel like they are more realistic than regular horror movies. I get that feeling when I'm watching a good found footage film because you're in the you're in the place literally of the protagonist. You're the one holding the camera and we've all held the camera before. We've all been in that position and I just feel when when shit hits the fan in movies like that that it's scarier to me. It just I feel like I'm in the in the protagonist's shoes more so than like other kind of movies. Like that's all it is. I, it's like the level of immersion of those movies is, is greater than watching a regular horror movie. I guess I, I just I get I get the feels from it. It works. What's your favorite one of all time? Wow, shit. Uh, your favorite found footage? Let me think. Of, uh, I, I, R. Kelly's I'm, trapped in the closet. <laughs> oh, no that's brandon brandon's trip in the closet <laughs> no uh wreck i would say wreck is my favorite one hmm. all right so next question is adam claver wants to know if you were given the opportunity to personally supervise a new friday the 13th film what would it entail Holy shit! What would it entail? Huh? Well, yeah, like what? What's just a few things you would want to make sure happened? Telekinetic abilities. <laughs> no, he's no. actually Dave's over here. Like, uh, well, first of all, no one would know about it until it's fully done. That, that that's for sure. Yeah, you know what I would do? I would do the Blair Witch trick. You're right. I would do like it's, those assholes drop the ball. But I mean, not, I, I I like the movie. I don't mean that. What I mean is, remember they marketed it as the woods. And then it came out as Blair Witch. But they announced that it was Blair Witch like a month before. They should have just surprised everybody at the theater. You know, people were thinking they're going to see the woods. and they would I see totally that. agree. Wouldn't how amazing, and the buzz would have been even heavier for it. But yep. 
imagine if you could do a movie like that. Thank you, Jerry, because you half answered it then. Market it as something else. Don't let anybody know shit and let it come out and it's a Friday the 13th. Now, I'm going to put Jason. I'm going to. Here's what I do it's another Friday the 13th. It's part 13, of course. It's another movie. It's not going to be an origin. It's not going to be any of that shit. It's going to be Hockey Mask Jason. And above all, above all, this movie is going to have one thing in it, and that is scary atmosphere. It's going to be scary. That's what I want. I don't mean just stupid jump scares, although I don't have a problem with jump scares when they're used right. They're fine. But scary is, is what it's about. It's going to have the classic soundtrack, Harry Manfredini, all that. It's going to have a scare thing to it. Gore, yes, there's going to be gore. Uh, TNA, that's uh, I could take it or leave it. Uh, I don't necessarily need that in my horror movie. Definitely nothing like they did with the remake, which was over the top sex. That, that it's not necessary. It's great. Yeah, you know what? What you thought the sex was great? Hell yeah! It's just uncomfortable. I thought you it was have, just over the top. Your, just, you, your titties are stupendous. Yeah, exactly, and they were. Um, they were, but they were trying too hard to push the sex thing. I thought. I mean, Friday the Thirteenth has the stigma, just like the, just like people think there's such thing as the rules because of Scream with all that shit, with the, the girl being virginal and all this other shit, and she can't smoke weed. And people say, "Oh, Friday the Thirteenth all about TNA." No, it's really not. It, it got that stigma, but there isn't really that much TNA in that franchise. I'm sorry. I mean, there's some, but I mean, it's not like they probably have more TNA. Like in Friday the Thirteenth, the remake, that was probably all the TNA added up for the whole rest of the series in that one movie. It was just it was just, it was just a supernatural episode anyway with Jason in it. <laughs> That's exactly what that movie was, man. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, okay. But my, I got. I, hang on. All right. So, elaborate a little bit on what you mean, if you can. Elaborate a little bit on what you mean by the scare, scary atmosphere. Well, I'm going to have Jason lurking. I'm going to have the, the... Like, you don't see that shit anymore in movies. You don't see somebody stalking. You don't see somebody doing it from afar. All you see is somebody getting lost and something happens and all of a sudden a killer jumps out and kills him. I want atmosphere. I, I want something created. I want to see shots of the woods, the moon. I, I, I want some subtle subtleties to my film. You, you want to you want to go back to like the first Friday the Thirteenth? Maybe I mean to me it seems like you want people to feel more like the 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 sense of being hunted. Yeah, I want it to be slow when it should be slow and quick when it should be quick. Like it comes at night. That kind of people. I want there to be slow tension, Head like there is. Yeah. And it comes at night, but in a slasher. Not the whole movie, of course, but in the downtime, I, I, I want the movie tension-filled. I don't want kids drinking and talking about tits and sports and weed. Yes, you have to have that. You have to have kids talking. But I want there to be downtime where, you know, you see people being stalked and murdered one by one, where it's like they did in the early Friday the 13th films. You know, I just... Just not like the shit they make now. I want something that people are going to remember, where people are going to walk out and there's going to be heavy debate. Instead of just saying, oh, it's just another dumb slasher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. Uh, three out of five or six or seven out of ten. Where it doesn't Whatever. seem like the slasher movie's making fun of itself. 
Yeah, just not not typical. You know, like, I want people to debate. Like, they did a movie, It Comes at Night or The Witch. I want people to get out and some people to say, wow, for a slasher movie, that was kind of slow. And I want other people on the side of the fence to say, yeah, idiot, that's called freaking building tension. That's what I want. You don't see that in slashers anymore. You barely see slashers as it is, but that's what I would strive to do, is make it tension-filled, scary atmosphere. And yes, of course, gory kills and hockey mask Jason. Straight up, easy. I guess I need to watch it comes at night. Yeah, I gotta watch it too, but I gotta wait for it to hit VOD or something. So, now this next question, we kind of already answered this, and I told I told the guy who asked the question that, but I'm gonna let you add anything you want to add to it. Um, and it's one of those questions that you, you've you probably gotten a lot, and it's a, it's a hard question to actually answer, so we'll see what you say. <laughs> okay. Colin Kinney wants to know how does one start a podcast what elements do you need equipment and software now we've covered equipment and software um you and don't i'm the wrong guy to ask <laughs> y- y- yeah go back to ask jerry yeah or, or go back to J- jp's episode the right, previous sure. interview and listen to that one but from your standpoint who because you not only have you been on a lot of podcasts you listen to a lot of podcasts if you could recommend one thing for him to do for a podcast, like one thing that you see you either want him to do or you want him to clearly stay away from, what would it be? I think it's all about personality. I think the bottom line is don't be nervous and don't be overconfident because either sucks. Nervous is going to show because you're going to stumble and you're, you're going to be quiet when you, when you shouldn't be and things like that. And if you're overconfident, you're going to come out like come off like a know-it-all and you're going to come off like that word that people love to throw around, pretentious. Uh, and people, you know, have issues with that in the podcast world. I was thinking douchebag, but okay. Yeah, pretentious douchebag. They usually, that's usually the slogan I hear. It happens a lot. <laughs> you know, they, they, they sound good together. You don't want to do either of that stuff. You want to keep it grounded. You just want to relax and have fun like, like you would bullshitting with your friends. That's what I say. Have enthusiasm and just... And just keep it natural, man. Don't don't try too hard, because Lord knows. I mean, I take a lot of notes, but that's that's it. Once once the mic's rolling, uh, you know, and maybe sometimes I fall flat. Who knows? I don't edit myself, but I don't know. So that's all I say. It's just freaking, you know, roll with it. Don't don't be nervous, and and, and don't try to come off like a a horror expert either, because that, that that's going to turn people off. So I guess and take notes. Take fucking notes. Very important, at least in my opinion. Yeah. All right. Keep on rolling here. Now we have, and I'm going to fuck this name up, Winston Giordano. Giordano. Uh, Okay. And he wants to know, Dave, would thou like to live deliciously? (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Clickety clackety. Of course. Shit. Yes. All right. Who doesn't want to live? Who doesn't want to live deliciously? Who doesn't love butter? Right? Uh, yeah, I like butter. I, I, I eat it in my angel hair pasta. There you go. All right. Because you're an angel. Yeah. <laughs> and I got a limp noodle, you know? Uh, <laughs> so Travis Jones of Speaker Brains wants to know, Dave, are you a fan of Keller Williams, String Cheese Incident, Dave Matthews, and Widespread Panic? I confess... Three of those four bands, I've heard. 
I've heard t- I, I, friends of mine have passed tapes around. I've heard, you know, uh, CDs and things like that. And um, I am not opposed to any of those bands. Um, one band which I know quite well is Dave Matthews Band. And uh, they're not what they used to be. In the early days, they really jammed the hell out. But, yes, I do like the Dave Matthews Band. And the other three bands, I'm okay with them. Okay. From what I've heard. All right. Mr. Watson from Horror Corridor says, Dave, would you sing a part of a song for us? Any song at all. Like, seriously, please. And then Joey Afonte added, can I request Blue Moon? Blue Moon. (laughs) You saw me standing alone. That's it. All right. We lost all our listeners. Here we go. Yeah, uh, that's Uh, all. I'll give you one line. Yeah, back to Winston Giordano. He wants to know, do you have hubcaps for a 1972 Pinto hatchback? <laughs> yes, I do. I have lots of hubcaps here. What, what else you want? There you go. All right, back to Colin Kinney. Also, not sure if you did it before, but top 10 podcasts you're currently listening to. So what what 10 shows do you, 10 podcasts you absolutely have to hit if they drop an episode you got to listen to it as soon as you possibly can this is a tough one to answer you don't even have to do 10 just rattle off a couple i i don't think you have to do all 10 that's that's a lot i have the problem is i have way too many i listen to like 25 on the regular you know and of those 25 i gotta say at least half of them are are friends of mine and people i know so to leave them off the list would kind of suck too but I'll say this before I even mention it. Remember what I said before about the um, the morning radio and the uh, whatever, the quiet storm? Yeah. Mm. Okay, there's something else about podcasts. I am not the hugest fan. I'll still listen to the shows and not even miss an episode. But I'll listen to certain shows, but I am not a fan of the walkthrough review. And I used to do it. Banana Leisure used to walk through all our early reviews. And then uh, I just prefer doing it the way we do it on Exploding Heads. I'm not the hugest fan of the walkthrough review. review. So because of that, some shows that I really like, I don't have as priority because I like the review style of some other shows better. So I'm going sh- to say what I always say, what I've been saying for years. Of course, Skeleton Crew and 22 Shots are, have always been my favorite two shows. So... To have a list, you know, I have to have that. That's straight up. I'm going to throw out uh, the Horror Corridor, of course. I'm going to throw out the Taz Show. And it's not horror. It's wrestling. But there's a lot of wrestling podcasts. But that show is on five days a week. And it's the most relatable, most fun morning morning uh, zoo atmosphere hosted by Taz, who's great. He's Italian. He's from New York. He has the same sense of humor as me. So maybe that's why I relate to him so well. He, there's no bullshit on that show. It's great. It's just a very entertaining show. Even people that don't like wrestling might want to give it a chance. But anyway, um, the horror cast, we talked about them earlier. Um, Kill the cast, of course. Oh, don't fucking listen to those guys. Terrible. Again, check it out. You know that you're a Dave Z favorite when I am going to watch a movie because you covered it on the cast. Yeah. And that's what I said earlier about Puppet Master. I do that for shows, not every show, but you know that I'm a big fan of a show 
if I will watch the movie just because I don't want to miss the podcast. So there you go. Um, nice. TGIF 13, of course. Um, Death by podcast. Uh, the Buzzkill podcast. I really like those guys. That's a real good one. Um, and, and one more artist still out there. The Purple Stuff podcast. It is not horror. It's all kinds of 80s shit. It's hard to explain what it is, but those guys, it's these two guys, great personalities together. They have these websites that are, that deal in nostalgia. One's called um, The Sexy Armpit, and one's called Dinosaur Dracula. And these two guys <laughs> get together, and they do these shows, and this, this will tell you the kind of show it is. The last show they put out, it was titled um, Our Shark Show. So sharks were going to be, they always do lists on the show. They each do like, uh, I forgot, five or six picks each or ten picks, whatever the hell it is. They do listen and they talk about each other's picks. So when it, the, when this show said the shark show, I knew right away and I hoped that they were going to talk about shark bites. Now, you guys know what shark bites are? Not literal shark bites, but the snack? No, never heard of that. Kenneth? Shark bites? No. Okay, they're a, they're a fruit snack. Okay, <laughs> they're a fruit snack that started in the late 80s, and they were a great fruit snack. And anyway, long story short, they're the audience for me because they, they talk about shit like that, toys that they – I knew they were going to talk about the shark who was a wrestler in WCW for a short time. They talk about old school wrestling and cartoons and toys and a lot of nostalgia from the, from the 80s. So when I saw shark, I knew that there, somebody was going to bring up Shark Bites Fruit Snack and talk about why they are awesome, and that's the type of shit they cover. So it's, it's a very unusual show. There's not another show like it, but Purple Stuff Podcast, that, that's one I can't miss. So And there's others, and I don't want to keep going, but they know who they are. They're all my friends. I listen to, you know, the Horophilia and Legion shows. I listen to all that shit. Yeah. All right. So Warren Money, he makes the money, and he he's, sure got a does. War- he's got a warrant for your arrest. He Here says... <laughs> he says, ask him, is it embarrassing to having to ask people to get things down from higher shelves in the supermarket? Do you get embarrassed when you have to ask them to get stuff down from the supermarket shelves? Don't know because I never ask anybody for help. I'll climb a fucking thing if I have to. I'll, I'll, I'll do a running and I'll do a vertical jump to grab something. Remember what I said earlier about the golden rule? Well, I don't like asking people for help. Because when I'm at work, I don't like people fucking asking me for help. So when I'm at a store, I do everything myself. Fair enough. All right. Yeah. Back to Winston Giordano. I think I'm going to get good at saying this dude's name until he goes, yeah. you said my name wrong, fucker. Uh, and I apologize if I am. Uh, he wants to know, once again, Dave, did the eight heads in a duffel bag get heavy after a while? No. no. Never got heavy. Never. I wanted I wanted more. I wanted more than eight. I couldn't find the other four. I wanted twelve. Damn. Alright. Now we go to my favorite person on Exploding Heads. Brandon Orlick. Yeah. Uh, who is also is. starting a brand new podcast with uh ten out of ten Derek and uh fuck, what's what's her name? French I just, Charlene? Yes, I just talked about her on, on the last interview with JP. They're starting a show called Cinema Attack. Um, where they're going to oh. review different flavored foods that involve cinnamon. It's going to be really cool. Um, <laughs> I wait, thought it was no, the Grab Ass Podcast. No. I thought it was going to be you and, and, um, and Watson, Brandon, me, me, Dave Watson, Chase, and Brandon. And Watson. 
Yeah. You know what? That could happen soon. Uh, it hasn't come out yet, but there's a cut to the chase episode coming out that has Dan, Mike Merriman, Watson, and me. Yeah, that's a grand band special. I yeah. Dig it. Um, except I talk a lot of shit about Dan. Well, what else is there? Yeah. Because fucking Jeremy wasn't there. It had to be somebody. Well, and if Dan's my original beef and my much more interesting beef. Yeah, 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 that's true. Uh, so, you the hot beef injection. Oh, oh, God, no! He he probably shared needles at one point. Um, <laughs> Brandon Orlick wants to know. I know Dave Z is forever forty, but how old is he really? And can you convert that to dog years, please? Hmm. Wow. I'll I'll, I'll tell you what. August second. I just told you. I'll be I'll be forty five years old on August second, man. And in so, dog years, that's ask JP because he apparently is really good at converting things. That's like uh, seven, I think. Seven? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> no, seven. It's <laughs> no, it's not seven in dog years. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> what is it? I thought it was seven years. I thought it was seven times seven. That's forty-nine. It wouldn't be seven times. So well, it's in between six and seven. Am I wrong? Isn't it seven years for dog years? I don't, dude. People? Me and me and Kenneth are cat people. We have no fucking clue. You cat people like that movie? Yeah, you know, well, like we get up and dance and everything. Oh, that! Oh, you mean the play? Well, that's a lot. Oh, bitch, we don't play. play. No, we don't play. <laughs> don't fuck with us. We will give you cat scratch fever. You'll turn into a racist white guy. It'll be terrible. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, now we've got we've got the ten question challenge coming from JP. I hope you're ten. ready. All right, you got ten questions from JP. All right. Okay. All right. Number All right, one, if that. exploding heads disappeared and Dave was to start over podcasting, what would he honestly do different? Different. What would you do different than you do with exploding heads? I don't Maybe. think I would do anything different. I think the only thing. I don't know. Uh, maybe I would write some skits again, like I used to for Banana Laser. Oh, okay. But... I thought you were going to, like, you were immediately just like, all right, I need got to start a new podcast. I need someone that's Canadian, can edit and produce, and someone that can do a lot of puns. That's that's what I need for this show. Yeah, so like I said, I wouldn't change anything. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 all right. That's what I got. What else could I do, you know? Okay. I'm, I, might, I might come back to that. I might think some more and, and be creative. With oh, no, this next one's going to fuck you up. I purposely I, did not send this one to you early because it ruins ha- the point of it. Create hey. a unique podcast concept that hasn't been done before right now on the spot. Okay. A podcast that reviews a horror movie and a album from a band on the same show. Oh, okay. All right. Number three. So that I could do it. Yeah. Number three. Tell your first sex story. Wow, like the first time I had sex? Yo, I, I mean, I hope so. Okay, all right. <laughs> the first sex story. Um, not when I was molested. That doesn't count, right? Uh, no, no. Okay, okay. Well, the first sex your that first was found consensual one. Yes. Okay, first consensual sex. That was. This is a good story. I um, <laughs> I was dating a girl in high school, and. Uh, 
I uh, we talked about it for a while. She knew what I wanted to. We were both virgins, of course. It was a typical shit. I'm trying to get in the pants, and she's a little shy, you know. And um, one day, I, I I still got head like all the time though, so I wasn't complaining. Like this girl gave me head. Like I think to this day, no one's ever given me more head than her. And she was my first. I, I would get head every single day. We would drop the. I would. I was driving. I would drop my friends off, and it would just be me and her. We pulled somewhere, boom, head every day till completion. Beautiful. But anyway, but I wasn't getting, you know, I wasn't getting in there. So then I'm pushing forward, pushing forward. And one day it happened. We decided whatever this was going to be the day. And I brought her home and I had the tape all set up. I had the cassette tape in my bedroom, ready to go, set up to a song called Come On Babe by the True Life Crew. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it starts off. When the party's over, we can get together, go to my house, and fuck forever. It's a straight-up fucking sex song. <laughs> and here's me putting that shit on for the first time I have sex. So, yeah. So I brought her up in my room, threw her on my bed. Freaking had trouble getting in there because we didn't know that she had to be wet. And uh, listened to True Live Crew because <laughs> she was nervous. And, yeah, got laid. What else can I say? Uh, what else can you say? Yeah, that's the first time, you know, the lead in the lead up was more, you know, more, you know, enjoyable than the actual act, you know? Yeah. I have to tell you my first one, one, one day. We'll have that's a conversation. Your first time, but the first time with Jerry or just the first time? My first time. Okay. I want to hear about the first time with Jerry, but that's another show. I'll let him, I'll let him tell you that. Okay. Oh, are you talking right. about, wait, Kenneth, are we talking about your birthday? <laughs> hey, that was a good day. No, okay, so funny story. Um, <laughs> this legit happened. Nice. Look what I started. This is, okay. a, this is not a joke. Listeners, this is what I came for. This. Okay, let's hear it, guys. Okay. So, now, for people who knew me, especially when I was younger, I was really into being extreme and doing shit that would offend people or bother people. Especially anything... Um, that would fuck with like homophobes or like like I grew up like and I was like man I wish I was gay just so I could fuck with more people like classic like Kurt Cobain style kind of thing so like bisexual not just gay no bisexual like you wanted to fuck no with I wa- no I wanted to be fucking gay because it would fucking piss people off um. Oh, interesting. But okay. I'm not. I, I'm not. But like, I can make out with a guy, and it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, not okay. because he loves the cop. What? Yeah. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on. Would you rather? I'm sorry, because I'm going to come up good. sounding more gay. Forget it. Go ahead. Continue. Okay. So one day, so at the okay, so at, at a certain point in my life, I'm living with Kenneth, and we literally don't do anything but hide in his apartment, smoke cigarettes, and watch movies. That's literally like all we do. And we skateboarded. And we skateboarded. Um, nice. Sounds fun. And, yeah, it uh, was, dude. Yeah, shit. And uh, so it's his birthday. He's in the shower. He he comes out of the shower, and I just walk up to him, and I grab his face, and I just shove my tongue down his throat. Now, keep in mind, there's no one in this apartment. It is just him and I. <laughs> right. This was my birthday present. And, I mean, and this this legit happened. This is not yeah, a joke. And, and, Did you kiss him back? And 
fucking, uh, I kind of shoved, it wasn't like a long thing. Like I shoved my tongue in there, ran it like three times and then pulled out. And I was like, happy birthday. Cause I don't have any money. I don't have anything I can give them. So I just and decided. And I couldn't kiss him back, dude. I mean, it was like, it was a surprise. I was just kind of like, uh, yeah. you know, it, I mean, it just happened. I was like, yeah, was, I, I didn't have any time to react other than just in sheer surprise because yeah. it's like, I literally just walked out the bathroom door and then bam. Yeah, and this is the kind of shit I would do to people. I, I, I would do anything I could do to put you in a position where you were completely caught off guard. I would do. Um, wow. Now, I would never fuck with you if you're, like, sleeping or something. I'm not, I wasn't, like, that much of an asshole. But, like, I would do things like that. Or I would say things that would, like, be, where you would be like, did he just fucking say that? What the fuck? Like, oh, you just wanted it shock for shock's value? Yes, I wanted to shock you and yeah. push your boundaries and that kind of stuff. Like, I'm not the guy you want to play in gay chicken. You're going <laughs> to lose. Um, and so I did that again. <laughs> and, and, like, and I didn't do it because I, wa- I was, like, hoping we would fuck or something. I did it just to fuck with him. And, and then I was like, happy birthday. And then I just went on my day. Yeah, and all I did was I was just like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you made out. You actually, you two actually made out for like five seconds. Is what you're saying? Yeah, it probably was like three wow. seconds. But yeah, it was. Just, I didn't. I, I would just do shit like that. I didn't really. See, I just guys, didn't give a fuck. This is why I'm here. This is for the listeners. If you if you get <laughs> nothing else from this show tonight, if I <laughs> bore you in any way, or if Daisy isn't your cup of tea, look what I got out of these two guys just by being here. They can't. You're not going to edit this out, right? No, no. God, no. Good, good. No, All right, no. I don't, I don't okay. give a shit, hey, dude. I'll you be should hear. Too, then. You should hear some of the shit that Alex edits out of Married with Children that I say. <laughs> I bet I'm going to ask him for it. Maybe I can get the freaking behind the scenes shit. Well, I got to tell you guys, I was going to say I wasn't. I, I started to say it before and I stopped, but now after hearing that story, I may as well. I would rather, if given the choice, if somebody said. You have to make out with a guy, or you have to suck his dick. I would suck his dick before making out with him, because for some reason, making out seems more gay than anything to me. Like it's I'm more intimate. intimate. It's more yeah, intimate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I've always thought that. Like if I was given the choice, to have a make out session with a gay dude and stick my tongue in his mouth and then his tongue on my mouth and that shit, going at it, I would rather someone said just just blow the guy. I would just blow him instead. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like the same thing. Like me, I've always been one of those people where it's like, you know, all right, you, we've all had those instances where we've where we've been with a chick that we're just fucking, you know what I'm saying? There's no, there's no uh, love interest or anything else like that. It's just you're either fuck buddies or it's one night stand or anything yeah, like hey that. mom, <laughs> yeah, hey Jerry's mom, and uh, <laughs> you know, with it being one of those instances. You know, there, there was a chick that I was nailing for like a month or two. I never kissed her on the lips. And it was because all we were were fuck buddies. Right. I've hey, been there wait, too. was it that lesbian yes. chick? Mm-hmm. I won't say her name, but was it her? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I've yeah, done no. that too. I hooked up with a girl once that had bad teeth too, but everything about her, everything else besides the teeth was fucking great. But her teeth were jacked up. So I said, you know what? Fuck it. And I just told her and I told other girls that I met if I wasn't interested in them and I didn't think they were hot enough, <laughs> no, I sound like a piece of shit. But if I did, at that time <laughs> in my life, if I didn't feel they were hot enough to kiss, 
I would just tell him that I don't kiss anybody. I say that for like real relationships, just so I wouldn't have to kiss him when I could just fuck him and just get the sex. You so, know, I had a chick like, one time who was like, she wouldn't take off her ball. She had wonderful tits. She would not take off her ball unless she was in a relationship. I'm like, we're about to have sex. You've literally had my dick in your mouth, and you won't take off your bra because we're not in a relationship. Who is this? Uh, dude, oh, this was when I was in South Carolina, well before you. Oh, okay. I was going to say, is this somebody that I know? No, 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 no. This was well before that. But I was just like, what the fuck? That makes no sense to me. You're like, oh, yeah, you can come in my mouth, but you're not seeing my nipple. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, isn't it? All right, so... Maybe so, something was wrong with her tits. Maybe she was just embarrassed. Maybe she had, like, hairy nipples or no, something. No, okay. Here's the thing. I eventually convinced her to take the bra off one time. And they were, like, perfect tits. Stupendous? They yeah. were, yeah, perfect. Now, because wow. I've also been with a chick who had, like, the worst titties ever. And she would not yeah. take off her, her shirt. And I was completely <laughs> fine with it. But she had like the best ass ever. I know exactly who he's talking about. Yeah, she's the same one that like. Okay, Kenneth agreed right now. No, because here's the thing. Okay, (laughs) Kenneth and I. Okay, you want to talk about sounding like an asshole? I'm about to make you sound like you're not an asshole at all. Kenneth (laughs) and I were banging chicks, and the and half the reason we were banging them is because they were paying our bills. Because I was dating this chick, and I and I I wanted to break up with her because she was she was annoying the shit out of me. Like, she gave great head. She had a fantastic ass. Um, and I didn't really care about her titties. Even though I'm, I'm a tit guy, I didn't care. It was whatever. Um, and I was like, Kenneth, I think I'm going to break up with her. And the first thing out of his mouth is, he goes, no, the fuck you ain't. The electric bill's due soon. <laughs> Just straight up, man. And I was oh, like, man. true, true. Shit, you right. We were, dude, back then, dude, we were we were shitty motherfuckers, man. But then you, you started dating that one chick that had that amazing rack. I mean, it was just huge. Uh, what was her name? Oh, oh, uh, oh, I know who you're talking about. Right, and you damn, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you didn't we go to like the fucking fair or something with her? Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That was an amazing set. I just want to say to all the female listeners that Dave Z loves you, and I'm 100% behind. Everything for for the, the empowerment of women, and I teach my daughter to be a strong female leader. Okay. Yeah, and I just want to say, I make out with dudes too. I understand how bad it is. <laughs> <laughs> what would you have done, Jerry? What would you have done if Kenneth uh, like cupped your balls or grabbed your cock when he was when you were kissing? Oh, what would man. your reaction have been? So would you have pushed him. Okay, no, at the time. I probably would have taken it as a challenge. Like he's like, cause he knows me and he knows I'm always trying to push someone's boundaries. So I would have probably taken it as him going, no motherfucker. I'm the dominant male heel. I push your boundaries. You're going to back down. That's how I probably would have taken it. Cause keep in mind, this is his house and I'm just living there. It's him, me and three cats. Like oh. it, was, it was strange days, man. Yeah. Like, like, and then his dad lived next door and his dad was like one of the coolest motherfuckers in the world. Taught me how to cook hamburger helper, took my side in one of the, the, the biggest arguments Kenneth and I ever had about what you would do with the bones of Jesus. It was like, <laughs> and that, and get, and get this, that argument was sparked by a movie. 
the yeah. worst argument that Jerry and I have ever had that didn't get physical. We've only gotten in two majorly huge arguments. One of them got physical, and that was me being a dumbass, and I'll admit that. And then the other one was over a fucking movie. Yeah. Bones <laughs> of Jesus. Uh, what yeah. is the movie called? I think it was called. I think it was called The Body. Yeah, it had Antonio Banderas in it. I remember that. Yeah, it's about they find the bones of Jesus laying under like a museum or some shit, and it's basically what would you, our argument was if you found the bones of Jesus, you're basically proving that Jesus was never resurrected and lifted away. He died on Earth. He is not a Messiah. Right. You're, you're like, basically disproving the main, you know, the the crucifixion and the re- you're you're disproving the resurrection. Yes. True, but Jesus you're also Christ. proving he really existed too, so you could take it two ways. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, but you're the, proving the main basis, he's not, but, you're, you're taking away his myth. Yeah, the main basis for Christianity is that three days after he was crucified, he rose again. Well, he could have just yeah. rolled, it could have just been his soul. They could just use that. No, 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 no. In the Bible, that cave is left completely empty. That's true. Right. Yeah, because, and the, and the, the door is open and everything. Because, so. So yeah. it would basically, essentially, it would disprove Christianity. Yeah. And my and, and and my foundation on it was is that I wouldn't tell anybody because it would cause worldwide fucking panic. And Jerry's thing was the opposite of that. He would go out and he would tell everybody because he didn't give a fuck. Yeah, and I'm a hardcore atheist, and I used to be a bigger asshole about it. Right. And I would go and pick fights with, like, any Christian person I could. And I don't do that anymore, but, like, so my thing was, like, I would fucking tell everyone. And the, and the argument got so loud that his dad came over and he was like, what the fuck are y'all doing? And then his dad jumped in the conversation and his dad took my side. And Kent is like, what the fuck? I came from you. But because yeah. Bill was not Bill was not the biggest fan of Christianity either. Uh, and it's not like it's not like I'm this, you know, uber fucking Christian. I'm not. You know what right. I'm saying? But my whole thing on it was is that. I did. I would not want to be that guy that caused worldwide fucking pandemonium by doing something like that because you know the the percentages of Christians in the world because you basically be disproving just about all of it, you know. So it's like uh, I I wouldn't want to cause that kind of yeah. panic. And, and I don't my, know how much panic it would cause. Okay, because yeah, because I, I said my argument is is that they're not going to believe me anyway. They have cognitive yeah, dissonance. Say it's fake news. Right. Yeah, exactly. So that was my argument um, f- uh, uh, for it. it. It just got so heated that like I it was like three o'clock in the morning. I just yeah. like walked. I just left the apartment because it was so heated and we just needed a break from each other. At the time, and so I just went walking for like two hours listening to music and skateboarding around until I came back in, went to sleep, and the next morning we were good. Yeah. Wow. yeah it was it, it was insane, dude. I mean, that conversation, yeah. I never would have thought that when we watched that movie that that conversation would have gotten to where it got to. But for some right. reason that day, I think it was a combination of a lot of things. I think me and Jerry had just been around each other too much at that point, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and then on top of that. Yeah, so I think everything just kind of melded together, and it's just yeah. like... But I think right after that, we had that, like, month-long thing of just watching Grandma's Boy every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we, like, we, we were fucking... The worst thing about it, we were never... We ne- we weren't smoking pot, but we were watching Grandma's Boy every day. Really? It was a great movie. Yeah, for no reason. We just were. So, all right, let's get back into, into these questions. Let, um, me, let me say something. Oh, let go me ahead. Just, just for a sec. 
actually three things because if I this is how my mind works. If I don't say them, I'll, I'll never say them. I'll forget. Yes. First thing, Bones of Jesus. I think would be a great name for a death metal band, right? <laughs> Fucking nice. Bones of Jesus. It's great. Um, second of all, I wouldn't do either of what you guys said. Me, I'm always thinking about the, the money. I would just fucking sell it to somebody, you know, for like a, a handsome amount of money, you know, at least a couple million dollars. I would sell and l- let the world deal with the rest. And um, number three, did you guys actually get laid being two 20-something guys living together with three cats? Yeah. Oh, God, All yes. the time, actually. All the time, actually. Oh, yeah. We got, dude, I, I don't know dude. how, but I've gotten laid way more in my life than, than my looks deserve. Oh, fuck. Likewise. So I, completely, I completely My God. Do. I've completely over. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, you also got to take into consideration, man. We were the place that you could come to and hang out. True. And not have to worry about any kind of bullshit. Because at that time, Jerry, I think I was only what? How old was I at that time, Jerry? 21, 22? Uh, yeah, well, no, you were a little bit older than that because I was... Uh, I met Nikki when I was 24. Oh, yeah, shit. Uh, okay, then I was probably like 18. Right. And so, you know, you got you got Jerry being like 18 years old, so he's still got the people that are from around his age group. Mm-hmm. And then I got people that are right around mine, so everybody wanted to come and kind of... People wanted to hang out at our apartment because... We didn't have no fucking body to goddamn tell us what we could or couldn't do. The only person that would say anything was my dad, and he lived right next door. My dad was cool as fuck. Yeah, as long as we didn't get loud and interrupt him while he was sleeping, he didn't give a fuck what we did. Yeah, and nice. there was no, there was never any drama. There was never any bullshit. Like if you went over there, you knew it was not going to be arguments or fights. It was a very like chill, laid back atmosphere. Because if you started any shit, you'd get kicked the fuck out. Yeah, there was only one time that we lived there that any shit got stirred up and I was chasing this dude through the apartment complex trying to stomp his ass and oh my God, that, shit, that shit was hilarious Jerry was keeping me huh? from beating the shit out of this guy damn I'm just glad you got a lady because my wife and other women I've heard them engage in conversation and I know a lot of women that think that single men and I love cats don't keep I don't own any cats but I love cats but a lot of women do, will not date single men with cats they think it's weird or creepy oh well we weren't dating them so it's fine plus here's the thing you find a chick who's into cats then over dogs she's into anal so Mm -hmm. oh dude cat trick cat chicks are the freakiest you're right i've known some cats so you're right so you got dude we got laid because of the cats we got laid because of a specific cat there was a cat named binksy and he was the cutest cutest little cat ever and he would just stroll up and you see him even like Fuck Kenneth, just in the ass right now. Let's go. Just, just spit in your hand and go. And he put, the cool thing about Bink, the Binks is he played fetch. He was a cat that played fetch. You can throw like his little mouse into the kitchen because my apartment was a two room apartment. It was you had the big huge ass fucking bedroom and then you had the front room which was like a living room kitchen combo. You know, and so damn, I would be sitting in the bedroom and I would throw his mouse into the kitchen area and he would run in there and get it and bring it back. Yeah. Wow, that's it was cool. Dope. Nice. Um, yeah. So okay. That was cat talk on Kill the Cats. Yeah. Kill the cats. <laughs> it's dude. Kill. If you listen to Kill the Cats, you got to be ready to go on some tangents because we are going to go on some tangents that are going to get in some weird places. 
And it's crazy that you say that when women think about cat guys, because I actually, I've got an account on Plenty of Fish, and this, uh, there, there are ticks on there that have in their headline at the beginning, if you have cats, don't even message me. Yeah, dude. So, yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, well, fuck, you know, in the age where everybody is trying to be politically correct and not offend anybody, <laughs> you're automatically going to get on my shit about my cat. I am tired <laughs> of... I am going to start a march. I am tired of the prejudice <laughs> held towards men who love cats. It is ridiculous that that I am judged because my fat cat doesn't fucking come and lick my face every fucking three minutes. Right? I, like, fuck you. God. What are we going to call this, man? Right. Got to come up with a cool name, you know? Uh, men, men, uh, instead of men with hats, it's men with cats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll bring them in. Yeah, I'll tell you what, my wife is one of them women. She would not date a, a, a single man that owned a cat. Isn't that some shit? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give her shit about it. Yeah. You're right. you're... You got to be politically correct. And she's a black well, woman. She yeah. should be sensitive. Yeah. Shit. How dare she be against my cast bass? My cast bass is the most amazing cast bass there's ever been. Fuck yeah. By Halloween, we're going to be on CNN. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to have people walking their cats on leashes and shit down, down yeah. to City Hall. Oh, Join us. And I'm going to dress up in a cat suit. And I okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not get into furry territory. Let's no. reel that back in. <laughs> Kenneth, let's, let's bring that back in, okay? All right. <laughs> Qu- question four. Uh, have you ever mollywopped someone or got into a fight? Now, I don't know if mollywopped is punch someone or or uh, drug someone with a date rape drug. So what I'm exactly not, is mollywopped? I'm not sure how you answer this. I think a mollywop is a straight up fucking an ass beating. That's what I, when I picture a mollywop, that's what I picture. I don't. It sounds like it sounds like a racist term towards Irish people. <laughs> Irish wop is Italian, first of all. I know, but Molly right. sounds like you're like maybe you're like oh you're it's like instead of a white person acting black, it's an Irish person who acts Italian, and they're mollywopped. Maybe I'm a mollywop because you know. know how people eat molly that, that they trip, right? I used to do a lot of tripping on acid and mushrooms, and I'm Italian, so maybe when I was tripping, I was mollywopping. Maybe okay. So we don't, JP. You're gonna have to explain mollywopped. But have you ever gotten into a fight? <laughs> yeah, who the hell hasn't gotten into a fight? Shit. Yeah. Did you win a fist fight? Yes. I'll tell you what. I have. I have fought. I, I have uh, beat somebody up. I have gotten my fucking tooth knocked the fuck out, and I have double teamed uh, a guy with my brother who wouldn't fucking stop fighting. Did y'all so, Eiffel Tower him? Did I do what? Did you do the Eiffel Tower? <laughs> what did you say? I missed it. Did you? Did y'all do the Eiffel Tower? Oh jeez! Yeah, I knew I was. Gonna... <laughs> I knew I was in trouble when I said double teamed. I fucking knew it. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh shit! And and I've whacked people with things, but see that doesn't constitute as fight because you, I was shifty. Yeah, I, you're Italian. You whacked them off, right? Yeah, and I'm, no, I fucking took a bottle and fucking hit somebody in the back of the head. Oh, you know? so you're that dude. You know, I can put well, you in the same place as that guy that hit me in the jaw with a bat. Yeah, but listen, when I graduated high school, I weighed 125 fucking pounds. I'm not even five eight. I'm not a big guy. So when you're not a big guy, you have to – well, I, I don't have to act because I am. You either have to be crazy 
or act crazy or be willing to fucking grab and, and hit anybody with the first thing you find. Otherwise, yeah, there's another there's option to that. Just get be friends with someone who looks like they kill people because that's what I did. A whole reason I'm friends with Kenneth is because no one would fuck with me with him. <laughs> I can go say whatever I want. They look at Kenneth and they're like, yeah, you know what? Never, never mind. <laughs> fuck it. You're good. Dude, I've had big friends. All my, I, I have always had a fucking buddy and it's never planned, but I've always had a fucking, you know, a, a buddy that was like a big guy. And then I knew when I was with him, I could do whatever the fuck. I, I was such a punk when I was young. I would hang out with these guys and they would want to see me do shit to other guys that were assholes. So they would say, hey, go over to that fucking kid and take this ceramic fucking ashtray that you just made in shop class and clock him in the fucking head with it. And I'm like, you Damn. got my back? I'm like, you, if you got my back, they'd be like, yeah. So I would go up and do shit like that just just for that, just because they asked me to and I knew that I, I would be okay. And the guy was an asshole. I wouldn't just do it to a nice guy. You know what I mean? So, yeah, fucked up shit. Oh, damn, but yeah, gangs and New York shit over here. I've had some fights, but not, not that many. All right, all right. So number five, what's the most embarrassing thing that has ever happened to you? And don't say this show. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what's happened to me that's embarrassing? Hmm. Let me think about this. It, it was was it well, uh, reviewing was all the movies from 1986? <laughs> no but i was arrested once so i guess that's embarrassing right what were you arrested for oh my god listen to this shit i've never spoken of this at all oh Ugh. shit there's a I lot of dating. first time on the airwaves for this show nobody asked me questions like this on exploding heads they ask us just about horror you know i don't know fucking so but this okay i was dating this girl for like seven months and I was 19 years old, right? And she was 16. And I was obsessed with her. And she was like my second girlfriend. My first girlfriend, the one I spoke of before, that I had her like for two and a half years through high school. I just had the one girl. Then I broke up with her. Then we broke up after whatever. And then I was like in my first year of college, just starting college. And this girl was like a sophomore in high school. And freaking, I thought she was like the hottest chick I ever laid eyes on. To this day, I think she was still amazingly beautiful. But anyway... I dated this girl for like seven months and she was just a little slut. And, uh, <laughs> you know, she, um, we broke up because I, I went on, I went on vacation with my parents to a fucking amusement park in Ohio. And when I was gone, the, the rumor got out and people were telling me when I got back that she banged some guy at a party. So I'm like, whatever. So we broke up and I hated her and I was pissed off and whatever. And, um, uh, but I would still kind of try to hook up with her just for sex, you know? And plus I was still fucking, I was, I was, you know, I thought I was in love with her. I was 19. She fucking was beautiful, you know? So and I fucked the hell out of her for like seven months. I mean, nonstop, you know, 19, 16 year old, we were fucking having sex two, three times a day, nonstop, constant. So we broke up and, uh, I was still talk to her. And one day I was talking to her and we decided to get together. Now she was dating this new guy that she fucked at the party by this time, you know? So I picked her up, drove around, we got a bottle of vodka, drove around, cruised, fucking park, and then uh, it was in an apartment complex, and I fuck her, you know, and I take her home, I drop her off, I go to a friend's house, I was supposed to meet a friend, and I ended up being like two hours late, 
seeing him because I ended up hooking up with her. You know, I, of course I blew him off to go get laid, you know? So then I go to the kid's house and he's not answering and I'm waiting for him. Then I get back about half an hour later and I get to the house and my father's standing outside the house. And he says, he goes, he goes, what did you do tonight? So what did I do? I said, I was hanging out with Kelly. And he said, okay. And he goes, well, he goes, her brother, her brother was just here. And he says, you just raped his sister. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. And I said, what? I said, yeah. I said, yeah, we had sex, but what else is new? You know? So anyway, <laughs> now my father says, well, I have a feeling he's going to come back. So I'm going to get ready. So my father gets fucking dressed. Because <laughs> it's late. It's like fucking 1130 at night, you know? He's in his boxers and shit. He puts his clothes on. He says, okay, someone's coming. Sure enough, the guy comes back and the fucking girl's father comes back. And so the girl's there, her brother, and fucking her, and, and her father, and my father. And they get up, and, and they're talking shit at, at, at my porch, and my father ends up pushing her father off the porch, and they fucking start going at it. My father, who's like 20 years his senior, knocks him the fuck out. <laughs> it was great. And Damn. Fucking, yeah, dude, it was crazy. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> anyway... Uh, a little bit later, you know, they leave, it, it, it disperses, the guy gets his ass kicked and fucking whatever goes, calls the cops, I don't know what the fuck he does. Anyway, shortly after that, the fucking cops come to the house, and they say, you're under arrest for fucking rape. <laughs> so, I go to fucking jail, local jail, North Tonawanda, and then I, uh, <laughs> the next day, I get in the fucking van, and I go to the damn county. I'm facing fucking... You know, straight up. First, it was sexual misdemeanor, right? Then the next morning, I go before the judge, and he says, this has been brought up to fucking... I forgot what the judge said, but this has been brought up to a, a felony one rape charge. And I, I, Holy I, shit. I couldn't fucking believe my, my ears. I, my father was there. I remember looking behind him and seeing him, and then he's stunned, and I'm stunned. And I'm, all I did was take this girl out and fuck her. Same thing we'd done... You know, that our relationship was basically fucking, you know, get high, get drunk, and fuck. That's all we ever did. You know what I mean? That's what we did. <laughs> so I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And then I went up to the fucking, in, into the, into prison, the fucking county, in there with, and luckily I had a friend who knew, who knew, who whose father was a warden at the fucking place, and I didn't have to go with uh, Jen Pop. I was fucking in a place with just a few guys uh, waiting, they called it the tank, waiting to see what was going to happen. My mother came in to see me, my father, I got visitors, I got letters from fucking friends. I was in this fucking place for like two or three days. Then I got bailed out. My parents had to put their fucking house up. I got bailed out of fucking jail, prison. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, I never raped anybody. Like I said, I just fucked her, you know. And then um, a month later or whenever the hell it was, we met in the judge's chambers, me, my mother, this girl and her mother, and they said the charges are dropped. She's dropped the charges, and that was the end of it. <laughs> wow. wow, man, I, I'm surprised y'all didn't be like, uh, false rape allegations, guys. Fucking. Well, it's sealed. It's sealed. Like, like if I apply for a job, like, and I had to for New York State for for to get my dealer's license. Those records are sealed as if it never happened because nothing happened. You know what I mean? So okay. there's nothing on file. There's a sealed document, but you have to be, you know. Nobody can get it. You know what I mean? So that's what happened. And here, and I'll go a step further. It shows how fucked I am. Not only did I talk to that girl since, 
I had I had sex with her several times after her doing that to me. What? <laughs> oh, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> That's how hot I thought she was, and I just fucking and I was young and dumb and fucking. I never would have talked to that chick again. Tell man. me about it. And I I asked her. I said, "Why would you say I raped you? What reason can you give me? I mean, I knew she was with a guy, and she wanted maybe use that as an excuse as to why she cheated because she probably knew she was gonna get caught somehow. That's the best I had, and she never could explain to me, fucking why she did it." But granted, well, I haven't talked to her in fucking 15 years, but whatever. So, I mean, well, does, I don't, did it get dropped because she finally said, did she at least admit to you that she said that she didn't do it? I have no idea, but she had no proof. I mean, they, I, you know what I mean? There's no, I don't know how it goes. I don't know what happened. I'm sure she was examined. I know they took my fucking pubes and everything else that night in, in, in the, the local jail. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. But I know I didn't do anything. So, I mean, who knows? Wow. Damn. I, I guess that's embarrassing, right? <laughs> it's embarrassing that you went back to keep fucking her. Okay. <laughs> yeah, oh, dude, let me tell you what. She was so hot. She was like a she looked like a porn star. Like I can't even tell you how hot this girl was. She looked like Kim Basinger. Remember how hot Kim Basinger was in the mid eighties? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's what she looked God, like, but she damn. was sixteen years old. I started I met her when she was fifteen. And and she was a dirty birdie, and I knew that she got around. So she was a young Hot slut. And I mean, probably one of the hottest. I, I, I'll sound like a pervert saying it now because she was 16, but whatever. She stayed that way through her 20s and everything else and whatever. But she was a very attractive young woman, young Damn. girl at the time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. I, I honestly have to say that I never would have taken the risk again. I, you know, you do whatever you need to do, bro. But I never would have taken the risk again of going through that bullshit. I know, dude. It's stupid, but I, I was obsessed with her. I was obsessed with that girl since the first time I laid eyes on her. I was like, holy fuck, that girl is hot. Like, nobody could compare to her in the looks department. I was obsessed. Holy and shit. Was, it stayed that way for many years. Yeah. God damn. All right. Whew. Number six. What grinds your gears the most about podcasters? What yeah, I, let's hear what pisses you off. About, what pisses me off about podcasters? Yeah. Uh, let me think about that. I guess when they go on and on about uh, like the weather or, or, or some shit in the beginning of their show and oh, how have you been? What have you been doing lately? And they go into fucking ten minutes of fucking. I understand there's a little bit of fucking how you've been and what's happening. I get that, but when they go off on too much, you know, when the intro to a podcast is like 10, 15 minutes long about, about a guy talking about the weather or some, you know, stupid nonsense. Yeah, like Moods talking about half of Canada burning down. <laughs> I was <laughs> thinking about when we talk about what we've been doing all week, you know what I'm saying? No, well, but that's go different. on about that for 20 minutes. <laughs> no, but see, you guys don't talk about the fucking weather. Oh, man, it's yeah. hot here. It's I, I, I get what you're saying, Dave, because I have a problem with podcasts that um, talk about too many personal things from their life that doesn't apply to what they're talking about. Be like, because, okay, for this show, obviously we've talked into a bunch of personal things, but it's all been on topic and, and interesting. But they'll be like, oh, yeah, I went to the mall and I saw Jimmy. I hadn't seen Jimmy in like five years, so we ate a fucking pretzel and then we went over to hot topic i bought a shirt he he said it was a cool shirt and then we left and it's like yeah what the fuck are you talking about that what like there's Leave a podcast that i listened that when i was 
trying to listen to more horror podcasts before I found the Skeleton Crew. I loved the name of the podcast. I'll even say it was the podcast was called um, Say You Love Satan. People love that show, and I've heard that exact same complaint. And I'm listening to it, and they're sitting there talking about their friend they met at a mall and they're, and, and how they ran into him and all this shit. And I'm like, I don't know your friend, and I have no idea what this has to do with whatever fucking movie you're supposed to be talking about. Yep. And I mean, don't get me wrong. On Kill the Cast, we go off on tangents. Somehow, oh, for, we the, all do. for the Puppet Master show, we started talking about suicide and hookers. Yeah, yeah, but it was entertaining. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, we at least try to keep it entertaining, but it was just like, what the fuck? So, I'm completely in agreement with Dave. It, it, it's not particularly the weather that bothers me, but it's usually when they're talking about some friend who we have no idea who that fucking person is. Or fucking comic books. Yeah, or, or, Dan. Or, or fucking uh, comic superhero movies, and they yeah. go on and on fucking. about it when they're supposed to be talking horror. Yeah, Dan Chase doing fucking top five superhero movies. Who the fuck well, even comes up with that shit? <laughs> that's why he's got his own show. Now we can talk all that shit. As long as it's not during, a, as long as I don't listen to a fucking a Friday the Thirteenth review, and then someone starts talking about uh, Superman for fucking ten minutes, you know, and all that other crazy shit. Yeah, that's what it bothers me. And you know what else bothers me? When podcasts and some of them are good, a lot of them are good. But when podcast hosts are all in the same room, and I listen to some like this, so it's not because they're in the same room, but sometimes they don't think that they don't figure that there's an audience sometimes into the equation. Like they're doing things and they're laughing and then they just keep laughing for like five minutes because I think it's a visual thing for them because they're all in the same room together. You know how it is. Yeah. When you can see it, you had to be there. It's one of those things. But that doesn't translate when you listen to the podcast. So shit like that should be cut out when it comes time for editing. Shit like that. Yeah, I agree. Kenneth, do you have anything in podcasting that you fucking just hate? Not really. Okay. I mean, uh, you know, I haven't, I haven't branched out too far other than the ones that I really, really enjoy. And since I already enjoy them, there's really not anything that irritates me. Fair enough. All right. Number seven. Can you shame someone live on Kill the Cast? Woo. Shame, huh? Who should be shamed? Yeah, what the hell? I guess I can shame somebody. We recently announced on our last show not an announcement but it came up on exploding heads that we had uh three one-star reviews right and then we had a four star a two star and a bunch of five stars which is great well recently two of those one-star reviews disappeared so we only had one one one-star review so then we had a bunch of five stars a four a two and a one well listen to this we only had one left, one one star. Would you believe that the other day the two star review disappeared and became a one star? <laughs> wow. So some asshole that originally left the two star, which I think I said it on the show who I thought it was because it was uh, an, uh, somebody I talked to on uh, on Horror Amino, uh, somebody that sells T-shirts. Because then the, there was, I had words with that person, and the next day there was a two-star review. So anyway, the person that left the two-star review saw that freaking, <laughs> I only had one, one, we only had one one-star review, and decided to change their from a two to a one. So yeah, shame on them. There's a shame. <laughs> That's all wow. I got. Wow. All right. 
Okay. that shitty though? What the hell? Okay. All right. This is probably my favorite question out of everything that JP has, has done. Um, you're a podcast producer and you're hosting a new show for the podcast Olympics. You're doing a rare seven man lineup. Counting yourself as one, what other six podcasters do you pick to be a part of your team? And let's assume Brandon and Christian are retired. So it's Olympics. So it's me and six other people. Yes. And you cannot choose Brandon or Christian. Against all the other podcasters in the world. Yeah, okay. I, uh, other podcasting teams. I okay. Let's. Uh, I almost want to say let's make this. Uh, you have to choose from Horophilia, and it's your rep. You're picking the team for Horophilia, and they're gonna have to go against Legion Podcast and Phantom Network. Ooh. So you've got to pick six other people who are on Horophilia to go against that that team. Okay, I'm, I'm, well then. And if JP's mad at me for changing the question a little bit. Fuck him, it's my show. Go. All right. Well, let me look at Horophilia. Let me see what shows we have to choose from. I should know all by heart, but okay. I take Jason Lloyd, of course, because he's the leader of it. So, yeah. So, Jason Lloyd for sure. But here's the thing with Jason Lloyd. If if it's got to be live, is he going to do as well? He's really good when he can – he even says it himself when he can edit his shit down and all this fuck up. What if it's live? Hmm. that's something to think about because like even like with watson like we've had him on our show where you know he doesn't get a lot of editing on your show he doesn't get a lot of editing do you think he holds up as well doing that as he does on his own show where he can edit every single fuck up possible out of it you got to keep that in mind because if this is the olympics it's all live you can't you that's why it doesn't matter that you're the producer it's all live this is it's a, all this it's a sporting event. So we have to the Olympics. You don't go to the Olympics with fucking you know. Oh yeah, here's our here's our our video of our our football game. You can't do that. You can't record your pole jumping pole vaulting at home. You got to okay, do it Jerry, right Jerry. All right, okay. You made your point, Jerry. I pick you. You're on the team too. Oh, I was gonna <laughs> pay you for me to be on there. You're quick witted. No, I gotta think of people that are quick that are quick on their feet. You're right. And you made a good case for yourself. So there you go. You got to be quick on your feet. Maybe Jason's not quick on his feet. Okay, so for the sake of argument, right now you're picked. Jerry's picked. We're going to go back to see if Jason's on it. Um, I'm going to throw JP on there. JP is quick-witted too. He, yep. he, he can hold his own. He can mollywop if he has to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to put Alex on there, of course. Yes, Alex. So right now I have Jerry, Alex, JP, I don't give a fuck. I still have Watson on there because he can wax intellectual, and that's important. Yes. Right? Okay. So that's four. Okay, so that's four. Let me think. Well, I got to put Jamie on there because it's fucking Jamie, and yeah, she can, yeah, Jamie too. Is Um, there going to be too much intellectual, though? No, because Jamie can get down and dirty. Yeah, Jamie can hit him with the the sexy talk to to get us a a win over. Oh, yeah, that's your your secret weapon right there. Jamie Jamie can be like saying some really smart shit, and then someone can crack a blowjob joke, and she runs right with it, like, without missing a beat. And, and, And she can do it in a way where no one sits there and goes, what a whore. Everyone goes, God damn, Jamie's fantastic. I love Jamie. Yeah, and you could plug Jamie into any type of show, and she can adapt because she does different type of shows with different type of people. She does shows that are partially uh, – what do you call it? Uh, I keep forgetting the term I came up with. 
I didn't come up with oh, it. Oh, but... Silent Storm? Silent Silent Storm. That sounds good. Uh, Evening uh, Shade? I don't know. Whatever it was. <laughs> but anyway, she does shows with different people, and she adapts. And she's, she's one way on the skeleton crew. She's a different way on another show. She's always, you know, straight up Jamie, but... When when she she adapts to the situation, so yeah. So wait, who do I have now? I got Jerry, got JP, I got Alex and Jamie, right? And I got Watson. And Watson, you got <laughs> one more person. Ooh, one more person. Yeah, one more person. That's it. Ooh shit. Do I just fucking do I say moods because it's moods? Moods is good. Moods is good almost any time. He's got crazy knowledge of giallos. Um, so he's, so like, you know, he's going to bring, uh, a good, he's got Italian horror covered. You've got your smart side covered with Jamie and Watson. You've got quick witted people who are really fast and quick with jokes with me and Alex. You've got JP who can argue his, his way out of a plastic bag when the bag was made out of paper. Word. <laughs> there you go. So, okay, there. who's your last person? Yeah, I'm, I've got to go with Moods. Moods, okay. Yep. So that's his Olympic team. Now we just got to... Someone should get make Duncan uh, make an Olympic team for uh, Legion. Yeah, I could have chose Duncan because he did have a show on Horror Figure before. But yeah, it, it's extinct. But yeah, it's but I would Matt's also... I would also active. say, yeah, it's got to be active Matt. people. And I think... Yeah. If their main show is on another network, you can't pick them. True. Like, if they just have a side show on Horrorfield, you can't pick them. But if their main podcast they are known for is on that network, then you're good. I think that, like, I I know we just added, like, 16 rules to JP's simple question, but you kind of have to think (laughs) of it like that. Like, ooh, can I bring Lauren in? Does she count? She had one episode. Uh, I think, I, 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 I think you gotta have a rule, like, you gotta, at least five episodes deep in your podcast before okay. you can jump on an yeah, Olympic team. It's Sorry, some point, at some point of, you know, contractual with Horophilia. Yeah. Right. Metaphorically. Alright. Number nine, this is like four questions, but they're all really quick ones. So, what's the last podcast you listened to? Oh, let's see. Let me let me look at my thing right now, and it'll come up. Yeah, because he won't remember. Of course not. Oh, this is called um, the Terrible Terror Podcast, and I listened to it, and yeah, it, the Creep Show episode. Okay, what's the last song you listened to? Oh wait, let's let's put on my music and see what's playing. Didn't you just listen to Fish? Oh, I was watching Fish when you called. What was the last song they played? Let me think about this. Hmm. What the hell was the last song? I don't know. It was a fish concert. Let right. me think of it. <laughs> Good enough. Right. It was a fish song. What's, Nobody knows. What's the last movie you watched? Let me think. Oh, I went to the movies today with my wife um, and saw, um, what do you call it? War for the Planet of the Apes. All right. And what's the last TV show you watched? Shameless. Just today. Shameless. Okay. All that right. show's fucked up. Number, oh, I love that show. I haven't started yet, but I hear it's good. Um, it's great. Number 10, the last question. Who's the best question asker of all time? Move over, Jerry. I got this. Stay G, my homies. <laughs> well, see, it's different. It's not fair because JP had time to sit there and take who knows how long 
to come up with these questions. And I can't, again, I can't ask you too many questions because if I ask you too many questions, there's not enough time for the audience to ask their questions. And let's be and, honest, that's kind of what you want. And Jerry, you did it on the spot when you were on Slice and Dice. You, you started asking questions to, uh, what's his name, Jim. Yeah, yeah, I'd start. I'd started just throwing questions at him to just kind of, well, fuck. If I'm left alone and and if Jim's not gonna take over, I'm not gonna sit here in silence. It's live. I gotta. We gotta go in there. So I was like, See? you know, why would you not want to hear some shit about Jim? Let's go. Let's dig into that. See, Jerry, how long have you been on the network? And see, that's why you be on the Olympic team because you can adapt to the, the stressful situation. You, you, you know, you picked it up and went. You're a yeah. showman. And You're I'll put a dick in my mouth if it helps us win. That's very important. I, I, that goes without saying. Yeah. You know, you put a dick in <laughs> you put your your tongue in Ken's mouth. I mean, yeah. what's next? You know, whatever works. <laughs> yeah. See, so, sorry, JP. I I have to go with Jerry based upon. What I've heard. Now, if I ever hear you in that situation, i got to see how you adapt. Maybe I can switch. But right now, I, I, I can only go by what I've heard. Right well, now, I, J- JP's got to interview someone. And they don't they don't really interview on uh, 22 Shots. We went over that during uh, my questionnaire with him. So, all right. We're down to our last one, two, three, four, five, six questions. All right, let's do it. Abraham Ram, the Ram man himself says does dave actually know what a banana laser is or does only matt know its true meaning well once again i have to bring up episode 50 bananaversary go and listen to it it is revealed on that show okay there you go you we gave you a lot of new stuff but you're gonna have to go listen to that show and it's another fish tie-in yeah all right mike merriman says, and this is a really good one, pick three Friday the 13th entries in the franchise to be eliminated from existence that will make the franchise stronger. 789. 789. Without hesitation. You keep six in there? Over 789? Yes. Over seven? You'd keep six in there? Absolutely. What? Over seven. Oh no! I've recently watched six again for the '86 show, and I, 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 I've come around a little bit on it. I still, it's still my sixth favorite, probably uh, or seventh favorite. But seven, seven eight, nine, eight, eight, and nine are are, are, are atrocious, and seven, it's it's no walk in the park either. Fuck! Wow. Okay, this is just such an interesting question. I got Kenneth. What do you got? For what? Which what ones three? I could took out? Yeah. What well, and now. Freddy versus Jason doesn't count. Why? Because it's a tie-in movie. It's not really... All right, definitely Jason Goes to Hell. I would definitely take that one out. Right. Uh, You know, that's always going to be everybody's first pick. Um, Definitely not seven, because that's my favorite one. Um, oh, another guy with seven. New blood. That's right. You did say something about it. Yeah, him and I Brandon. They're yeah. new blood. There's a couple other people, too, from other podcasts that have mentioned it. Two other people. I got to bring it up to Brandon tomorrow. I feel like the three, <laughs> like, there's three Friday the 13th that you have people that really strongly back. And that's New Blood, Jason Lives, and A New Beginning. There are think? people that, there are people that want to back nine, but they're just wrong. 
Yeah, Jessica You're right. was terrible. Nobody backs nine. Well, JP does. Of all and people. he's wrong. Of course he's wrong. Nobody really backs eight. Well, Alex likes eight, but he doesn't like us. But, you know what I mean. But no one, It's not a group board. Yeah, you but know? if you look at the ones that people really go, no, you need to like, they're really strong about it, it's five, six, and seven. Maybe you're right. I'd yeah, because you don't to, argue one through four, really. <laughs> well, not necessarily, because I think even though I think one of the hottest chicks is in part three, I would probably take three out. You know what? Three does get some hate. Out, you know, out of the top four. It, the, the My favorite thing about part three is the hockey mask. Other than that, you know, it, it was just kind of like – I don't know. For some reason, I think out of the first main four, and, three is the weakest one. And that is why Kenneth is not the biggest Sons of Anarchy fan, because he doesn't even like the bikers in Friday the 13th Part 3. I mean, but yeah. I mean, out of the out of the first four, three to me is the weakest one. I agree. And so, you know, I love Part 5. You know, I used to not like it, but then I, it really grew on me. So I actually really enjoy Part 5. I thought 6 was just fucking fun. I mean, it's hilarious. You know what I'm saying, and and one of my favorite scenes in Part Six is when the uh, the chick gets her face fucking rammed into the side of the fucking uh, into the side of the camper. Yeah, yeah. I love that shit. And uh, so you know, I couldn't take six out of it. I obviously I couldn't take seven out of it. Eight, eh, it would be a toss up. I mean, it'd be one of those. It'd be kind of up in the air. You know, uh, Jason goes to hell definitely. Jason X, I thought Uber Jason was fucking great. And then uh, the remake. I could probably I could live without the remake. I just I enjoyed the, watching just it, the, but I could live the without tits it. in the remake, and that's about it. I mean, I enjoyed the remake, but I could live without it. So I'd probably have to go with, you know, the remake three and Jason Goes to Hell. Those would probably be the three that I would probably that I would take out. Wow, really? You got mm-hmm. part eight higher than all of them? Oh shit! I like it. I think eight is fun. And that, like, I, I think it's 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 goofy and fun, and I like um, the the blonde hair snobby chick. Right. I, I just I, wish I they like wouldn't her. have named it what they named it. I just wish they wouldn't have named it Jason Bakes Manhattan. Yeah, he never once mounted Manhattan at all. I didn't even see him mount a man. I mean, so, you know, and we've seen in all the interviews and, and damn the documentaries and everything where people give him a lot of flack for calling it that. And they're actually only in Manhattan for what, like fucking, what, five minutes, if yeah. that? Yeah. So, you know, and, I, don't, and, I can't believe people wanted that. Who, When I was a kid and I, I was full fledged Friday the 13th fan, but I grew up with it from part three on. I never missed one on opening night. Loved, you know. Full. I was right in. I was living Friday the Thirteenth, straight up. Love it. Anyway, <laughs> when I saw the commercial for Jason Takes Manhattan, I was immediately turned off. I said, "Why the fuck? How stupid is this?" And at the time, that's eighty-seven. I'm still a kid, man. I'm fucking sixteen or fifteen. You know, and, and I'm like, "What the fuck? Why would he be in a city? Why would, he kills kids at a camp?" Why would he be in a – and I can't believe that other people didn't feel that way. I was a kid and I, I was a cynic about it. I was like, that's stupid. Why would you? Why would he be in New York City? Does that make any sense? But I, I don't know. Apparently people liked the idea, which I, it never made sense to me from the get-go. I think because at that point, I think the reason why people liked the idea at that point is because – 
from all the way up to seven. I mean, if you really think about it, the 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 basic format of the movies was still the same. You know, you've got kids, kids in the woods, kid get kids get killed by Jason. They're fucking and doing drugs, and they get killed and it by worked. Jason. But it worked, yeah, it's, right? <laughs> it, and at that point, though, I honestly think that at that time period, people wanted something different. You got your hardcore fans like you and other people or whatever that damn wanted it to just stick to the same format and that's what it was and that was the way it was going to be. But there were people out there that wanted to do something different. And then on top of that, I mean, you know, before I honestly think that before Paramount gave it up, because I imagine when, when before eight came out, they were already thinking about giving it up before yeah, Paramount yeah. gave it up. They wanted to just try something different to see if that would reinvigorate it to turn it into the cash cow that it had been and keep it running. But it didn't, you know, and then they, then new line ended up with it. And then, you know, when new line ended up with it, we see what kind of shit they put out. <laughs> True. Yeah. But dude, it, ne- it never works. Do you ever see a series take something out of its element and put it somewhere else and have it work it never works seriously think about it people always say they want something different but they don't because when you take them out it always sucks that's i mean really i I defy somebody to come up and tell me a a, a situation in any franchise where we're changing it from the location that you're used to worked it never worked what the fucking star trek 5 the voyage home or the fuck they came to earth fucking people hated that shit Fucking, what, uh, what's what's his name? Home Alone 2? I don't know. Maybe that worked. I don't fucking know. I thought it worked. But I think, I think that in that in that type of situation, I mean, you know, what ends up happening when you go to want to change something in a series and try to make it better or whatever else, you make piss poor choices for the people that make it. You know, because you all at that point, all you're thinking about is the money. That's the that's the whole general consensus of changing it is because you want to make more money. And then when you want to make more money, you do the you do the combination of buying getting the cheapest motherfucker. Hence the reason we got Jason goes to hell. You got the cheapest fucking upcoming director to come out. And then, you know, New Line just got it. So they didn't know what kind of money it was going to make. So they got the cheapest director and whatever else. And they're trying to make it a cash cow. And it sucked. I mean, it sucked worse than eight. It sucked worse than any other Jason movie put out. That's for sure. So, all right. So, that's okay. just my take on it. I'm gonna remove. We gotta get off Friday Thirteenth, and we'll be here for another three hours. Uh, okay, right there. Dave. Here comes the one question that I, I've had a hard time figuring out exactly what they mean. So, it's from Mike Merriman again. Is it possible to pick one movie from multiple different slasher franchises? And string them together to make a competent storyline. And he says, if anyone can do it, it's you, Dave. I've been trying to figure out exactly what he means. I got it. I think I got it. Okay. Okay. Now. So it has to it has to be where... See, the only thing is, is it going to be the same killer? Or is it going to be a different killer? Each movie. You know what I mean? Is does Freddy turn into Jason, so to speak, or is it just one killer that's going to be throughout the whole thing? That that that's the issue. But uh, the first one you would come up with could be anything. You could anything could be a jump off. So let's uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Let's say Silent Night, Deadly Night Part One. Okay, that's the original. Because you can go anywhere with that. The kid survives. The kid 
I mean, you could say he survived. You could even go with the younger kid. You didn't even have to go with freaking Billy or whatever, the killer. You could go with the kid. Either way, that could be part one. Now, now part two is Psycho 2 because he goes away, you know? He was already a killer to begin with. Let's just say it's it's the first guy from Silent Night, Deadly Night, Billy, okay? All right. Let's just say he doesn't die at the end, Okay. Because, I mean, obviously, it's a horror franchise. To keep the movies going, the guy doesn't die in the last movie. So you can't slight me for making the guy live, right? <laughs> the guy lives. Well. Okay, so Billy from Silent Night, Deadly Night lives, okay? But he killed people, so he's going to go away for 22 years or whatever it is. Then he's going to come out, and he's going to go back to the, uh, you know, the Bates Motel. And he's there trying to live his life. They think he's cured. What's going on? And what the events of Psycho 2 actually happen. And it could work with him. He could have mother because his mother got killed when he was a little boy. Remember in Silent Night, Deadly Night? Yeah. She got raped, killed the whole nine. So maybe she was abusive. Who knows? We didn't really see enough to know. So he could, he could dig her grave up and that could be mother for this one. So there you go. So Psycho 2. <laughs> so that's him. At the end of Psycho 2, he, uh, He's confused because he was it his mother or Mrs. Spool. He whacks the girl in the head. He kills her. And where's, where's he going to go? He has to go out in hiding. So now he can go. It could be Friday the 13th Part 3. Kind of his favorite. Um, <laughs> in, in Friday the 13th Part 3, he had to change his mask. He went from a mask. He went from a sack head to a, ma- a hockey mask. So let's just say Psycho 2, Norman, has to freaking put on a mask because he's on the run. He's in disguise. So... Put on a hockey mask, and it's Friday the 13th, part three. At the end, he gets killed, axe in the head, he's in the barn, the whole nine. He's dead. I mean, for all intents and purposes, this guy's dead. Now, where do we go from there? Part four is going to be Bride of Chucky. And it's it's Bride of Chucky because we need resurrection. And Chucky is resurrected because he was dead at the end of three, and Tiffany resurrects him. So there you have it. He's resurrected. He's bright at Chucky. He has a girlfriend now. I, Whatever. I, I heard Tiffany got Kenneth pretty erect. Yeah, yeah, shit, man. Yeah, I I met her in uh, in Vegas. She plays poker. Ah, okay. You're talking about the real one, not the doll, right? Yeah, yeah, the real one. Okay, well, I thought maybe the doll got him erect. I don't know, shit. I, hey, I, man, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, right? Amen. No, STDs mm. come with you, Kenneth. That's not 100% true. Oh, shit. I'm one of those people that actually wears condoms. Wow. Get a boy. Get a boy. Good for you. I wore condoms for years. Unlike Alex, who doesn't believe in condoms. I don't now. Well, I'm married now. But even before my wife, I decided to stop after years. But I, I actually lost out on, on some girls because of condoms. Because they didn't. they wanted me to go bareback, and I wouldn't. I lost out on two different girls. Because of that shit, that sucks. Mm. But anyway, yeah, yeah. And that probably was a uh, was an inkling right there. It's like, yeah, you know, and you won't you won't because I wear a condom. Okay, then it's probably a good idea if I wear one. All right, right, right. That's why I didn't get a second date sometimes. Yeah. But anyway, um, so I was at Bright of Chucky. Okay. Yeah. So now, dies at the end, of course, because they always die. Um. Now, if I'm not mistaken, isn't there a baby in Bride of Chucky? Don't they get pregnant or something? Isn't that like the cliffhanger or something? Mm-hmm. Okay, there you go. So now, baby. What do you think of what do you think of baby in a franchise? Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. 
No, so no that, one thinks of that terrible movie. What are you talking about? <laughs> In a slasher franchise, you gotta have a baby, right? It's gotta be there. It, it, okay, it, fair Chucky enough. needs. Chucky needs to be reborn, so he becomes Freddy, and he's going to try to be reborn in Alice's stomach. Oh, come on. You didn't go Jason Goes to Hell with that? No, that's number nine. I can't get to nine. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, holy shit. I didn't realize that you're doing it in fucking actual sequel order. Yeah. Holy shit. Silent Night 1, Psycho 2, Friday 3, Bride of Chucky's a part 4, Nightmare on Elm Street 5, Dream Child is a part 5. Yeah. God and then, um, damn. Not bad, huh? No, uh, that's not bad at <laughs> all. Especially for right off the top of your head. And and ultimately, since we're on babies, because nobody knows a fucking thing about this movie. Because it's such a fucked up movie, the way it starts, the way it ends, what happens in between. But there's a baby involved. Halloween 6. That's damn. It. Yeah, that's the baby in the beginning, and then at the end, he's going to be betrayed by uh, this cult. The cult tries to explain everything that happened to him in the past, and how does that movie end? What's the real ending? Nobody knows, but there you go. Halloween 6 would have to end it. It would have to end on a fucked up way, because after that, what sevens are there? We've already done the Nightmare. We've already done the Friday and the Halloween, right? So Yeah, holy shit. That's where it ends, so that that's my slasher franchise. God damn. <laughs> That was fucking impressive. Yes, nice. very. Holy <laughs> shit. Okay. The best uh, short notice. You know? Yeah. Uh, Cody Robinson wants to know, how many bananas does it take to equal purple? Purple? Yeah. Thir- well, it's always 13, but I'll, I'll say 14 for purple. So 14 bananas. Okay. All right. Philip Perron. I feel like that's not how you say his last name. You think it's Perron? Maybe. Or do you think it's Perrin? I don't know. But he says, I'm a big fan of the alien greys as a monster, but I'm stuck on films. Any suggestions? So do you have any suggestions for aliens that are designed like the greys? Which the greys are the stereotypical gray-bodied, big black eyes, big head. Yeah, I'm sure he's seen extraterrestrial. And I know some people don't like it, but I really like that movie. Wasn't Fire in the Sky using greys? You know, kind maybe, of. maybe we saw so little of them that I can't remember. What do you think? Can I think? Do you think they're greys? It's kind of they kind of were that way, except for their the aliens in there had little beady eyes. Yeah. Um. Any X File episodes? I know it's not a movie, but there are X File episodes that specifically use the greys. Alien abduction may have used the greys. Fucking Dreamcatcher. Wow! Really. I haven't seen that in years. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there's, there's a... two different the because those aliens they morph into that big crazy fucking creepy shit that they that they really are into the grays so that way we as humans because that's what we we normally see when we talk about aliens. Mm-hmm. All Oops. right, there you go. Now I saved this question for last because I thought it was the perfect question to end on. It's from one of our favorite people, Jared Faher. I don't know how to say his oh, last name either. Wow. Fair. 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 Okay. He wants to know, Mary fuck, kill, banana laser, exploding heads, the skeleton crew. Wow. Mary fuck, kill, banana laser, the skeleton crew, and exploding heads. Well, I am married to exploding heads right now, so that's that's the answer, obviously. I can't 
do anything with it. And it's, you know, I have to marry exploding heads. So that means I got to fuck somebody and kill somebody. Well, I, I feel like the answer for this is like super obvious. Yeah, me too. Yeah, well, you you would think because there's still one still around and one's not. Yeah, and, that, and you only did a stint on one, so it was kind of like you were just there fucking. Right. But can I kill banana laser? My God. Well, I mean, Matt did it, but you can you know throw a stab in there and pretend like you helped. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not doing it. I can't. I cannot kill banana laser. I'm sorry. So you're killing the skeleton crew. They're going away in a hundred anyway, so I may as well kill them. Banana laser went away already. What kind of logic is that? Yeah, that's that's the reason why I thought the same thing. I was like, banana laser's already gone. I don't have the heart. <laughs> I don't have the heart to kill them though. You it's would dead. if you would cut out their heart. Come yeah. on, Kalima, this motherfucker. That's true. Yeah, I guess I guess I do have to kill them because there would be no banana laser without the cell. Cover your heart. Cover your heart. Yeah, so it, you're right. You guys are right. It's obvious. So we, we I'm not going to say it, but I'll, I'll fuck the skeleton crew. So there you okay. Go. All right. So that's, that is all the <laughs> questions. But before you go, you've got to go through the Friday the 13th gauntlet. Yes. Um, I, I, I'm gonna, I got good ones. Uh, well, if you listen to the JP show, you know what these are. I got good answers, man. All right. Was Friday yeah. the 13th Part 2 a dream? Was Friday the entire movie or just the end? You tell me. Oh, okay. No, no, no. The movie was real. The end was still a dream sequence, yes. Okay. Was that rat piss or did she piss herself? I'm going to tell you something. For years and years and years, I thought that it was rat piss. But logic dictated to me later on that it was Ginny. And not just logic. When you watch the movie, as soon as she sees the rat, she closes her eyes, she winces them in a way, in a face that you would make if you were to pee yourself. You can see it. And then she closes her eyes, she winces them close, pee flows. Then as soon as they cut back, the rat is still by her head. So therefore, it couldn't have been on the other side of the bed and the pee could not have come out. And if you look at the script from the movie, which is in Crystal Lake... uh, the the documentary, you know, from Crystal Lake to Manhattan, or whatever the fuck it is. Man, my mind is fucked. Anyway, the the documentary, they show the script, and in there, even in the script, it says that fucking Ginny peed. Alright, Friday the 13th, part 3, did did Jason rape Chris? Another one that I flipped on. (laughs) For years, I said yes. Because of the of the reaction and because her parents never brought it up. So I thought that was enough to see that, you know, her parents didn't bring it up because she was raped. Nobody wants to talk about rape. That's what I used to think, but that's what it was. But, no, I don't think so. Now. I think now, because being a parent, I if that happened to my daughter, and I, I'm, not, I'm saying, you know, me coming out and seeing Jason attacking her, you know, not in a sexual way, just in a way to kill her and she passed out, and I saved her, whatever it was, I wouldn't bring that up either. That's still a traumatic experience. Why would you bring it up? Okay. So I say no, did not. In Friday the 13th, part four, the final chapter, did Jason throw the dog out the window, or did the dog commit suicide? Come on. There is a reason 
that Gordon is referred to as the suicidal dog on TGIF 13 and on Exploding Heads. We all know he jumped out the window. Jason was downstairs at the time anyway. But the fact, he committed suicide. All right, and bonus question, are you a dead fuck? Uh, let's see. I think you have to ask Blowjob Betty. Okay, Blowjob Betty, what do you think? It said no, you're not a dead fuck. I fucking knew it. She better have said no. All right. All right. And those are the Friday the 13th gauntlets. Uh, we wanted to tackle some of the, the most controversial topics of the first four movies. And with that said, you made it to the end. You have answered all the questions from us, the fans. Um, uh, you've talked about embarrassing things and things that have never been heard before ever. So now that you've made it to the end, take a little bit of time and pimp yourself. Tell people where they can find you. Uh, what you're on, what you're doing, what the future holds. Just go at it, say whatever you want. Oh, okay. Well, the future holds a lot of uh, exploding heads because that's all we're doing right now. Exploding heads horror movie podcast. You can find us on a Horophia network, of course. Horophia.com. Same place you're going to find Kill the Cast here. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and all those other places. Join the group page, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on uh, Horror Amino. We're on Instagram. So basically, that's all that's going on. There's a bunch of it. You can find me on Facebook, Dave Z. Uh, the spelling has to be Z-E-E because that's Facebook rules. But that's me. You can friend me, and I'll be there. Uh, the other show I do or have been doing in the past year, ABC's A Hidden Horror is on a little hiatus, but there's still a couple shows coming out. So um, that's, that goes from A to Z, and we're, I think L was the last one that came out. I still think it's L. So I think M and N right. are on the come up sometime soon. I think they so, are because I know I got invited on, and I think they told me I couldn't pick anything in and up. Okay. So There you go. So that's it. Yeah, so we, so we did them. Um. What else? Is there anything else I can pimp? I don't think so. Just exploding heads and, and, and be on the lookout for uh, the big top 50 slasher show because a lot is going into that show, I promise you. And it's, that's not going to be till December, but it's episode 50. And, but it's going to be a big one, man. I hope it reaches more ears than any of our shows have. So, yeah. Well, there you go, guys. That was Dave Z from uh, every podcast that has ever been on the top 10 ever. Because, um, I mean, let's because Skeleton Crew was like number one forever, and you've been on two of the shows that have actually become the toppers and started taking the number one spots, uh, uh, Banana Laser and Exploding Heads. And, and really, now it's Exploding Heads versus 22 Shots on who's going to get the number one each month. Yeah, yeah. Well, until the until the blitz started. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, with the, now with the blitz, everything's everything's thrown off its game. So like the yeah. number three is like the normal real one now. It's really yeah. <laughs> I wanna. I, I wanna. I'm trying. I'm like like I really want to get an episode of Kill the Cast in the top ten before the blitz happens because I'm not gonna accept the blitz like for Kill the Cast as a true top ten. Okay. What if this gets on the top ten because it's on exploding head speed? Does that count? Um, I think the cross promotion is better because there is a chance that people would have, 
come over to listen to you on this show and this is just yeah, helping the lazy people out instead of putting every sh- putting the show on every single feed because here's the there here's the difference auto downloads are the difference here yeah they are. you're talking auto downloads of just two feeds in comparison to auto downloads or well, three feeds because it, it ends up on the horophilia feed also but three feeds versus the the downloads that would be on like every single feed and yeah, 20 plus I, yeah and i'm not <laughs> yeah. against the podcast blitz at all i think it's a great way for someone to accidentally discover a new show right um so i'm not against it i just won't take that as a win i will take using dave z as a win yes well i hope you win <laughs> that, that, that's fine with me actually i'm i'm happy with everybody on the network so i, I don't care who wins being first is great but it Honestly, it's everybody on the network is we're all homies. Everybody knows yeah. each other. But, you know what well, I mean? So me and Joey, me and Joey are hungry. Me and Joey, every time we talk, we talk about getting on that top ten. We got to get on that top ten. We got to go. We got we got to make it on there. We're hungry and we're coming for all y'all. And me and Kenneth are gonna kill yeah. the skeleton crew to, <laughs> and and completely take them over. Is it going to be kill the crew? You going to change? No, no, it's going to be kill the cast. But like, (laughs) we're like we're we're going to just wear their corpses. Yep. Oh, you're going to go in the dungeon? Yeah, we're going to go in the dungeon, wear the corpses, and uh, steal all their shit, and then come back to kill the cast and and run. Yeah, we're yeah we're going to steal their fucking feet, uh, hands. (laughs) No, not their feet. Their feed. Their fucking feet. Oh no! Well, they're they're skeletons. Do they really eat? I get to wear Jamie Buffalo Bill style. Yeah. I get to wear Alex. People will be like, oh, shit, look at that Jersey Shore motherfucker. Right. <laughs> I'm going to smoke Dan's bones. Man, I wouldn't smoke Dan's bones. Like, you're going to get chlamydia. Fucking, you're going to OD. You're going to fucking. <laughs> I was just going to say, you're going to be the highest you've ever been in your life. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be fucking VCR if you do that shit. He's got that shit deep in the marrow. Yeah, <laughs> digging up the mirror. That's right. For real. <laughs> Holy shit, he does. Uh, fucking. So yeah, thank you everyone for joining us. That's Kill the Cast. Uh, I'm Jerry. That's Kenneth. That was Dave Z. Thank, thank you for you. joining us. Uh, we'll be doing another interview sometime, either late August or early September or some shit. Uh, we've got a couple already lined up. We're the next episode of Kill the Cast will be a horror coliseum. Greatest 90s thriller battle. We're doing seven versus Silence of the Lambs to see who comes out on top as the winner. So just like we did Alien versus The Thing for best sci-fi, we got to tackle the best 90s thriller now. So join us for that. That'll be the next show. You can find us, much like you can find Exploding Heads, on Stitcher, iTunes, Horophilia Network. There's a Facebook page, a Facebook group. There's a YouTube page. You'll have all kind of links in the description for not only us, but Dave and Exploding Heads. Um, and there is a Patreon for Exploding Heads. So if you like them uh, enough that you think they deserve money for this, do it. I support them. I'm a pa- pa- I was number two because Joey beat me to it, that motherfucker. <laughs> and thank you again. And <laughs> See, you got a reward, though. You got the bump up. Yeah, I, but review. I was the first one to get in there and be like, this is what I want. Dave has to watch Piranha. Fucking you right. And, and now we all watch Piranha. Yeah, and then it got bumped up because that's what I do. They were like, yep. it's Jerry. We gotta, I, this, dude's, this dude's future royalty right now. 
It's true. You and Joey both. You're right. You guys are going to be freaking up there. That's I've been saying it the whole time. You got and 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 Watson, of course. Yeah. You well, know? I already consider Watson top tier. Like well, right, right now, I think right. I think active top tier is exploding heads, twenty two shots, skeleton crew, and uh, horror corridor. I think yeah. that's the top tier of horophilia, personally. I I, I feel you. Yep, I'm just happy to be part of it yeah. in, in any way, shape, or form. I don't so. have a second tier because I think the only tier that matters is, is number one. And if you're not on number one, you need to be aiming for number one. Unless you just want to have fun, and that's fine too. But I, I consider this like the, like the rap game. You got to be hungry, and you got to go after these, these, these other podcasters' heads. Bottom. I want to be number one of tier one. Yeah, we too. We ain't stopping until fucking Christian's like, "Hey guys, I really just want to be on Kill the Cast. I'm so fucking tired of Dave." <laughs> like, like, but then I'm gonna be like, uh, "Brandon's the only one that can be with me." Yeah, man, the grab ass cast coming soon. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do a show of me, fucking Brandon and Watson, just yeah, a one of show of of the grab ass. I don't know yes. what we're going to review, but there needs to be a one-of special uh, uh, exploding uh, or killing the, whole, the killing the corridor's head. <laughs> I don't know. That, yeah. was, that was stupid. But whatever. That's what you come to Kill the Cast for. So if you enjoyed this interview, let us know other people you want us to interview. Uh, go check out Exploding Heads and check out Kill the Cast and all that beautiful fucking nonsense Thank you for being here. Uh, Kenneth, do you have any last words? No. Good. Dave, do you have any last words? I love everybody in this world. All right. And mine's fuck Jeremy. So we'll see you guys (laughs) next time. Peace.